0: Free Fighters, it's Sunday night, and we're here to take your calls, please let us know what's going on in your world, the number to dial is 614-655-3887, we're here until midnight, we want to know what's going on in your neck of the woods, uh, or how you're spreading this mess across the US, whatever you got to say, we're here for you, we are the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation, it's been that way for 10 years, Uh, you can find us on the wonderful wcrs locally here in columbus ohio Uh, but most people get us as a podcast and most people that listen as a podcast decide they want to step up and support the cause and get more shows by heading over to patreon.com street fight radio we just did the heat o'brien episode with tanya from the Trillbillies. uh it was so incredibly good and i was absolutely vindicated by uh, Tanya's incredulous response to uh, what went on during that recording. So please, you don't want to miss the new Heat O'Brien. It's available at patreon.com slash streetfightradio at that $5 level. And this week, uh, this Sunday, right now, we're taking calls. But this Wednesday, it'll just be me and Brian doing the regular show. And we're moving out of the basement. We're now into an office space. So we're stepping up in the world. And uh, Street Fight headquarters is coming soon with bigger and better things on the horizon. I call it an orifice space. Uh, And I call it a flat horizon. Yes. With, yeah. We're right across. We we got a good fucking spot because we're right across from the bathroom at the office which will keep us out of sight of any of the other people that work in the office because we could just skitter across the hallway, I guess. I don't know. Well, we do have an office. Uh, I'm pretty excited to be moving into a, a, I haven't been to work in a long time. Now it's like, it's time to go to work and then you go to a place where work happens. Yeah. Still doesn't, this isn't gonna feel like work. But it does look like it. <laughs> it the, 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 look the, like it. The industrial carpet and the color of the walls and the lighting, it feels like work. God, I want to fucking... We did opt against a room with windows, which that was my choice. I said no windows for some reason. At well, the time, you always say, it sounded like it made sense. I've always felt like one of the pillars of your beliefs is never look at me no i'd like to i'd love to be able to look out the window while i'm doing a podcast oh i didn't know that but uh you know what though it's fine i don't have to look out the window we'll put some lights in there i can be outside all day i don't I, care about that yeah you can hook up a projector for the wall like an hd projector and it'll look like there's like paradise on the outside mm. it's a good way to trick your brain that sounds like something i'd like to try Um, yeah, man, I, uh, I spend all day outside anyway, so it doesn't really matter if I have to go inside for three hours one night and two hours another night. Right. (laughs) Two or three. You know, sometimes that Wednesday record can be three to four hours. So let's just say I work eight hours a week. Okay. Pretty impressive. Fine. Yeah. Fine. You got me. I worked a lot of hours when I was coming up in the world. And now I'm retired. Yeah, Basically. we work mostly for free, and now we're making up for it. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. mm mm-hmm.
0: Um. So what's going on with you, man? You you having a good weekend? Yeah, I had a great weekend. Look at you with the weekends. Yeah. Well, um, I got a night off. Uh, sh- I've had Charlotte for to so. Sew- me and Erica do one week on-off with each other, and because I did the TV show, it was like a three-week thing, so now I'm taking Charlotte for an extended period. Um, Erica was taking her to a funeral, and then I knew this was going to happen, and I should have cleared it up. Like, late in the day, she was like, can I just keep her for the night? And I was like, fuck, I could have done something. And Vogue was playing with the Columbus Symphony Orchestra. I could have planned ahead, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but what happened is a guy we know, Bob, that owns a brewery. He also owns skateboard ramps. And somebody that was throwing a concert was like, Hey, we want to have a skate competition at our show. Can we use your ramps? So he was at there at the, at a show and I was like, Fucking, I'm gonna go. I at first I hemmed and hauled, and then I made myself do it. I got there for like the last hour, and it was awesome. I had so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Skateboarding competition slash rap so- show sounds fun. It was next level. And it was super young people. And I was there, like I said, because I just knew people that were like beer distributors. <laughs> the four- You knew the 40-year-olds? At the- <laughs> yeah. I mean, I felt comfortable. We stood on the outside. It was me and three other guys with a beard. Three other white guys with a beard drinking IPAs. I mean, I was with my people. But there was young folks like having frivolity and, you know fun and dancing and doing their thing uh it felt nice to be out that's great, that's it, great. yeah it was wild and it like yeah, it was uh the world is opening back up it feels awesome yeah i haven't like really i didn't do shit this weekend should have done shit at all well i'll do stuff no it'll move down the road I'll you should have done shit we that's didn't that's the thing you should have done it we didn't think about doing anything. We, we Friday night, it was like, well, we're all three home. Let's watch Black Widow. So I want, we watched Black Widow together. Uh, roundly, all three of us thought it stunk. So that was something that oh, was, oh, that's great. This is like where a family can sit and agree with each other. That's kind of nice. Yeah. I guess I miss out on that. <laughs> Bye. I can only go to rap shows <laughs> So Yeah we all sat and watched This thing and then we agreed like Hey guys you know Yeah that stunk That looked like shit and the CGI Looked like shit and the CGI really looked like shit And uh nothing Happened yeah so not a good Movie but then last night We watched a good movie Uh werewolf it's a werewolf Movie okay um, let me, I, I'll, I'll, I'll search it up that it was really good. It was about this werewolves within, Oh, about this town, uh, That's, where people get killed by werewolves. Yeah. Yeah. The name's a little obvious, I guess. I mean, I've never seen one come from outside. Well, there, it does have twists and turns, right? The werewolf movie has twists into, but it's a comedy mostly. It's a, it's a comedy horror, which is. A much loved genre of movies in my house. Of course. We like really wish they'd make more comedy horror. Cause comedy horror fucking rocks because it's got jokes, which kick ass, but it also has people getting killed, which is also kicks ass. Yeah. And we kind of like both of those yeah. situations. Yeah. You know? My wife won't watch a horror horror. Like, uh, she's not gonna watch Midsummer. A double horror. Yeah. No Midsummer. Nothing like that. But, uh, neither will I. To tell you the truth, I'm blaming my wife. Like, she, she won't watch Midsummer. It's like, motherfucker. I, well, I never... I could have watched it, you know? Right, you had I the I could have watched Midsummer over the years. It's been out. Anytime from midnight to five in the morning when you were up, you <laughs> yeah, had it. I could have watched it, and I just didn't do it. I watched <laughs> other stuff instead. So it was, like, kind of a low-key, like, movie weekend. My wife is still... Her ankle's fucked up. Oh, yeah. So we can't, like, go and do the kinds of things that we usually will usually go walk around downtown and shit at night but we can't do that so i I was actually going to text katie and say hey do you want to go out to the bar tonight like i was going to see if you two would go out because i was just like ready to do something and i felt so fucking free and also my life is now like the the my my home is established like I have sturdy furniture that's going to be there for a while so I'm no longer scrambling to just have like a regular life. I've kind of settled in at this point where I have a home base that d- isn't in like shambles. Yeah. Yeah. I I just uh uh you know, it's I didn't do shit, man. I I really have been I'm still not used to being able to do stuff. If that makes sense. Like I'm still not used to like Hey, we should go out and do something. Because it's been so long since that's been a possibility that when the time comes where in 2019 I would have been going out and doing shit, the first fucking thought is like, well, let's watch a movie or let's go sit in the backyard. Yeah, is I just what I, pops up. I'm having an obvious thing, I'm having an opposite reaction. Um, where I'm thinking in 2019, would I spend $15 to go see a freshy show? A guy that has like almost a million Spotify streams. No, but in 2021, I'm feeling that all the way. Like I'm doing things whenever I can now. Yeah. But you gotta, you have to do them now because they're not promised. Tomorrow is not promised. I think when the, uh, uh, the Google art Google, when, when the first show comes through town that I want to see and when the first, uh-oh. when the first show comes through town that I want to see and when the first, uh, you know, our first show happens, uh, that'll probably shake me into being normal again. You know, like that's, that's what'll shake me. Once I've been on stage, things are back to normal. But until then, it just won't occur to me. I'm just, I'm a dingus, man. I'm a big, fucking, dingus. So uh, I've also uh, also the other thing I've been doing. I had my free time. I I rollerbladed for two hours. For two hours. Two hours. It was so fucking fun. I got totally exhausted, and then right at the end, I made like a desperate maneuver where High Street. You know how busy High Street is. I do. It wasn't my time to go and high street had a clearing in it that I thought I could pinch my way into. And I was literally like, the sun is beating down on me and I was like losing it. And I was just like, go. So I hustled as fast as I fucking could across high street. And then I could not stop one of the others when I got to the other side and I slid right into the grass and fell straight on my fucking face (laughs) (laughs) right in front of the Taco Bell out there. So I hope that made it on TikTok somewhere. I got some fucking shit from a lady because I started to walk across the street before, like, she's an older woman, like, older than me, sort of, sort of woman. And she was walking out of this church and. An older than me, sort of woman. And I'm walking across this. I'm about to cross the street with the wrong light, by the way. You know, like the don't walk sign still up, but I'm like, it doesn't look like there's much going on here. I'm just going to go ahead and cross the street. And then I got kind of halfway there and there was a car coming. So I turned around and ran back. And a woman laughed at me. This, this woman was like, <laughs> you know, you didn't make it, did you? And I was like, hey, fuck you. Yeah. Okay. You couldn't have made it either. That's deserved. Okay. I can, I, 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 I could have run. I might have been able to make it. I was just chickened out. It's a part of taking risks. You got to deal with it. People make fun of you. But nobody takes risks. That's what I'm saying. Nobody takes risks. So be the person taking risks. I am. Even if the fucking onlookers laugh at you. I'm going to take more risks in my life. And uh do more fun things, maybe. Uh, uh if I thing, think of something. Running across busy streets as fast as you can is what we're talking about. I love running. I I mean I do cross I do jaywalk a lot. I'm a there, big fucking jaywalker man. I'm like as bad as it comes when it comes to jaywalking. <laughs> yeah, there was a there was a pivotal moment in my teenage years um where we were running across the street at like the last minute and, uh, I fucking splattered in the middle of the road and this car was about to go and almost hit me. And I got up and looked over and my mom was at the intersection. <laughs> Pointing at me, fucking screaming so mad that I almost just got hit by a car. <laughs> yeah. Parents used to get just mad if you almost got killed. Like instead yeah. of like caring very much. It's just I know. Like- I think we've always been mad. If you're, it, I would be the most mad. I think, I think all parents would be the most mad if they got hit by a car. Cause that's like a dog thing to do. That's like a cat thing to do. That's not like a kid thing to do, you know? Yeah, I guess I. I don't think they've ever. Been, I don't. I think we've always been strongly against that. Yeah, I mean, I. Nowadays, you think they don't care, or they would use it for likes. They would get sad. It would just be like I would get in trouble. I once had a dog chasing me, a fucking dog, a beast. As their the dogs are beasts, they're animals. As dog come running fucking at me while my parents were out putting the Christmas lights up right this dog's fucking just hauling ass like oh fuck you know i jump oh fuck yeah and you know what they say to me oh you probably say fuck all the time don't you (laughs) and it was just like dude the was just chasing me. That dog was going to kill me. Yes, I used the the fuck word. Extremely appropriate time to use that (laughs) word. I can't think of a better fucking time to use the word fuck. And and also, I'm using fuck all the time, but I respect you enough not to say in front of you, except for when my life is threatened. Yeah. I mean, that really is like if a guy was chasing me with a knife. It's the same fucking thing. If a guy ran at me with a knife and I jumped out of the way and I said, fuck, and then they would be like, I'll, "I'll bet you say fuck all the time, don't you? You, you, you piece of shit." Yeah, you know. My parents also cursed more than anybody. Just the as people. If you're gonna curse, you have to let your kids curse. Them's the rules. I'm sorry. No, we changed that up because that's been a big change with uh, parenting and everything. Is that a lot of kid people feel bad about it, and it's like, "Are you kidding me?" Listen to yourself talk. You don't censor yourself in front of your kids. Like we used to get washed. I, I had soap put in my mouth and all that stuff. And it was totally fucking hypocritical and ridiculous. It's like, you get look at how you fucking talk. My and I, and we should, shit. we should never feel, and we should have never felt bad about this. And we should have never had this be a problem. It's like a Victorian era prudish ass thing to care about language like that. Um, and there was actually, I remember there was a, uh, uh, Charlotte when she was probably two years old. Um, she ate something really good she ate some good food and she went oh fuck because that's (laughs) what i do like if i take a bite of something and it's immediately good i'm like oh fuck and so she copied that it doesn't bother me like i expected that but yeah i mean grandma's in school you basically school is the only place you can't say it jesus christ everything is so in your face there, I saw a car today that says like this: this vehicle runs on bad bitch juice, you know, on the side of it. Yeah. So I mean, things are vulgar, and it should go that way. The the faster we can get rid of uh, of thinking of cuss words, the better. That's how I feel too, dude. That is it. When when she was real little, she used to fucking sleep on in my bedroom. Most people have this trouble where their kid won't leave their bed, right? Yeah. Uh, for me, I said, you can sleep in my room, but you cannot sleep in my bed. Yeah. So if you're going to sleep in here, this the, the idea being, if you have to sleep on a floor, you ain't going to want to fucking sleep in it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're we're now three, four years into that process at this time, and I walk in my room one day, A full, I remember bitching to you about this constantly. A full fucking third of my bedroom was like Gwen stuff. Like there was a whole. Her partition. There was a whole fucking setup. There were a pile of blankets like so that basically it made a mattress, which then she could put a blanket on. I walked in one day and she had a fucking stool in there with a lamp on the stool so she could have a lamp down there on the floor to hit the thing and she had like six books sitting there which by the way I know she wasn't reading those books she, Sure, kid doesn't read books okay uh, but anyway so I go like this hey why you got your shit all over the floor and she just fucking looked at me and she just was like dad my stuff's not shit and I was like alright that's a good point and then uh I just, from that day forward, that was the first time I heard her curse. And then it was just like, hey, I don't care (laughs) if you say these words, but just don't say it at school. Use them properly, too. You can't overuse them. Not everything Uh, is a cuss. Well, she, my kid, everything's a cuss, okay? Great. You're just fucking on the way here. I said something about uh, tickets or something like that. And she's just like, titties? Tits? titties and it's not a cuss to me dude titties is a cuss no breast is the right word anything that's not the right word is a cuss so that's interesting yeah that's the rules no it's not so dick is a cuss okay penis not a cuss because it is called the penis I only, yeah, I only think of them as, like, words that are created to only to be bad. Nuts and like balls? Fuck. Both cusses. I guess shit is a... Shit's a cuss. Of course. But, like, feces. I feel like it's foundational. Poop's a cuss, too. The poop and crap. I was always surprised my parents let me say crap growing up, to tell you the truth. Wow. Because crap is a cuss word. Because that's not the proper word for feces. And, uh, you know... If you want to call in and disagree with me that everything that's not the right word is a cuss, having sex, not a cuss word. Fucking cuss word. Well, because that's foundation, foundational on the best cuss word. What about doing it? Now you're just making, he's making fun of me. Doing it a cuss word. Is it a cuss word? Is it a cuss word? Uh, it, it, it is it with like your eyebrows raised. I don't. He's making fun of me on the Heat O'Brien Unleashed episode. I said sometimes I'll ask my wife if she wants to do it. And they act as like that wasn't like a sexy way to try to it. Look. Okay. It man. It gets everybody going. It's all about it, really. It's not the word it doesn't fucking it's doing it. Yeah. That's that's okay. where it's bad. Now we're talking now we're doing it's it. Is bad to do it? That's it's sex. That doing is that, it is sex. Is that bad? Um no. No, I'm really good at it. Okay. It's As people who have t- listened to the Heat O'Brien show would know, I'm a great at it. Yeah. He does it all through uh um, mentalism. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that is true <laughs> you can just think how it's going to happen and it does it's incredible it, I mean no that's not what I said I said if it does if it, if something I want happens <laughs> it's be- then it's a jackpot because you were like looking really hard and imagining it well th- yep. I mean it's not that I was imagining it you were just using like, your mental energy and your force I don't think... No, it's... I don't think about what I'm going to get, you know, before the sex happens. I don't sit and think like, wow, this is going to involve several acts. You're not a grocery list guy. No, no. I don't plan anything, dude. That's like how when I go on a vacation... Okay, before we go on tour, right? I don't pack until the day we're leaving. Gotcha. Okay? I Before I go on vacation... I pack the morning we're leaving. Everything's packed. I mean, I might do the laundry the night before. Right. But Save I pack when I'm leaving. because, And that's why I always forget shit, yeah. obviously. Uh, But that's just when I do things. That's how I work. I don't plan stuff out. And so when I go into sexual intercourse i'm not sitting around like you're not cussing you're using the not cuss word yeah (laughs) Yeah. i'm not sitting around being like oh man you know i hopefully a bj (laughs) is gonna happen or something like that tonight it's like that would all be nice any of the things that can happen in the course of sex i'd be fine with any of them or none of them really the Just the one thing I'd be okay with insertion. I'd be fine with just that. I'm I'm imagining you with like a dandelion, like blowing it and just saying, I wish for a VJ inside your mind.
1: (laughs) But I don't wish for.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think people don't think about sex the way that I do, okay? Oh, you're right about that, (laughs) but a billion percent. (laughs) But I'm talking about what. I feel is the highlight of it. There's like a highlight of it. You got a one track mind. Well, I like that part. (laughs) There is one part of it that I really, really like. And then I like for my wife to also have that part she likes. But the rest of the stuff, I'm not like. I'm not trying to fucking make everybody be dirty and stuff like that. Okay, <laughs> yeah. this isn't a kink fest. Okay, yeah. yeah. And by the way, somebody Chad said I'd be fine with no sex. I didn't say no sex. I said I'd be fine with just the regular sex. You know what I mean? Just there is an, the end point to me feels really good. That amen brother that amen brother <laughs> now we're talking <laughs> that- but you can have quite a journey to lead up to it with moves and all kinds of other shit you can you can you absolutely fucking 100 percent can have like all kinds of different things <laughs> uh, Brian's kink is the regular sex. No, it's not a kink, and <laughs> it's... Yeah, it is, because that's what you like the I most. That's t- what you like the most, bro. We all have a kink. <laughs> I would do. I Trad I, is a kink, and, and heteronormativity is a kink. That's not, it's not... There's no normal anymore. I, personally... If you like the regular sex, that's your kink. I would be open to other things Ooh, okay. but it would be like her it would be like her things because there aren't they're really i'm not like oh you know i i want to dress like a cowboy you're a servant to her love well no it's not <laughs> it She yes, you are. it would be what do you do you <laughs> like something uh uh do you like something? I'll do it. I'll fucking dress like a cowboy. I'll fucking okay. I'll 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 do it with socks on. Um try to all oh, wow. the kinks. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, cover I'll, those disgusting toenails. <laughs> it really I, gets me going. <laughs> I promise that I would be open to literally anything that I love she that. was into. Okay. I, I love just that. don't. In my mind, <laughs> I'm just like, God damn, dude, you're having sex. You yeah. know, like, I'm just excited. You know, I'll tell you guys a story. I'm going to tell you all a story. This is not a sex to, story. But, but I was looking. Brett asked me if he could have my PlayStation 2. Yep. I went into my basement to get my PlayStation 2. And I found my box of uh, things that I wrote when I was in high school right love letters uh things that I would consider diary entries and shit like that and I read one of them I'm not going to read what is in that letter because it is humiliating okay and the mo- I'll, I'll let you guys have the most humiliating thing I've ever seen written it was written by me okay and it's humiliated me it said you know how people would write, I love, and then they would put the person that they love? Yeah. Write <laughs> <It's laughs> a heart or like the L O V E? It was a heart. I heart. <laughs> what do you heart? What do he heart?
1: Any girl who would take a chance on an ugly guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my God. <laughs> oh no.
1: My man
0: <laughs> I don't think I I don't consider myself Ugly anymore you I promise I feel like I look like A normal guy Yeah, But holy fucking I mean, Shit I gotta say also when people see the 20 year old Pictures there's a lot of uh, Flirty responses <laughs> <laughs> You are no uggo I know but the- what? Like I said, I saw that written, and I was like, Ugh. "Oh my god, my self-esteem is high as fuck now." Like compared to that, yeah, it seems so low, but you've come quite it's, far. <laughs> <laughs> On scale of one to ten, it's a three. <laughs> that helped. That helped me understand how far you've come and made it. I've made a fuckload of progress since I was like fifteen. <laughs> oh, it was so when I read those words. When I saw that, it was the (laughs) absolute most humiliated i have never i'm gonna get some of that stuff out i think i think i'm gonna get some of that stuff out and look through it but that one fucking made every bone in my body ache yeah it, like hurt right like tears. i just shoved it back in the fucking box too i just was like just no i didn't yeah, I no i knew i didn't i didn't like that. No, i know I, no,
1: I, I didn't i didn't see that i didn't
0: nobody knows there's nobody knows just deny it that's great yeah all right let's take
1: some calls
0: <laughs> all right uh oh first one here is eric all right thanks for calling street fight how you doing tonight
2: hey brett and brian this is eric how you guys doing
0: great how are you eric
2: yeah. can you hear me
0: yeah we can hear you can you hear us
2: oh good yeah i can hear you guys just a little delay um sorry i'm just dying over here hearing a little bit of uh, heat o'brien it's uh pretty great <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so outrageous
1: <laughs> so what's going on tonight eric
2: <laughs> well i uh i was calling i wanted to give you guys a belated congratulations on uh getting working vehicles i was uh i know it's old news but the kia saga was was really entertaining and i know it was full of ups and downs but um i'm just happy you guys got some some working vehicles
0: yeah mine's my crv is is pretty nice i'm now in the market for a listen a two thousand dollar (laughs) car to tell the truth i'm not even a kid's car (laughs) what a kid's car um well okay now we live in a new world brett from when you were little no (laughs) hang on to the past (laughs) I should, but it is a parent's car. I would never. (laughs) I will never. (laughs) Yes, we're in the market for about a... Just go pick her up in the middle of the road whenever she gets broken down. $2,000 parent's car. Well, Katie only drives like two miles a day. And I don't drive at all except to come here and leave and to come to the office, basically to work and drive twice a week to work. So we kind of feel like we'll give her the, we'll let her have basically have the big car when she gets her license. And then me and Katie will drive whatever the shit box piece. Of, most of the $2,000 cars I found Kia souls. And I'm not buying one of those. <laughs> <laughs> no, stay away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I, I cut you off there, Eric, but I appreciate your, uh, uh, well wishes.
1: Oh,
2: absolutely. No, 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 that's fine. You didn't, you didn't cut me off. I, um, I actually reached out to Brett a few months ago after I heard he got the Prius and, um, I do, uh, I do custom auto paint jobs and uh, I was offering it to, uh, give him a a paint job. He's been going through a lot and I just wanted something to, to cheer him up and, um, do something for you guys. So, We had been talking about that earlier.
0: Yeah. So uh, Eric is calling tonight because um, we are going to make my car better (laughs) because, uh, you know, things are because my fucking catalytic converter got stolen and because Eric is a really talented artist and he contacted me and said he wanted he said there was a few people that he would paint their car for free and that I was one of them and that he would come paint my car for me. And then I was like, well, wait a second. We can do something with this. Um, you know, I don't have the money to pay you, but, uh, we can raise some money. And so we're going to be raising money for the next month, uh, until August, uh, to get Eric out here to paint my car and, uh, to raise money for a good cause. Nice.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, there's this, uh, institute out West, uh, the Hopi Tutsqua Permaculture Institute that, um, I I really like. They're an indigenous, uh, led, uh, education center on Hopi land, um, on the Hopi reservation. And, um, I'd been out there a few years ago to see their operation. They build homes and and educate people on farming and arid, arid climates. But, um, I haven't been able to get back out there to volunteer my time. So the, you know, the best thing to do right now would probably be to raise money for them. So I thought this would be a great idea for that too.
0: Yeah. So, um, over the pay attention over the next month or so, uh, we're going to have some special offers, but, um, you'll be able to go to store.streetfighteradio.com. We're splitting all the money 50, 50, um, between Eric, uh, and the organization. Uh, and at the end result of this, uh, my Toyota Prius is going to have a wizard and a panther painted on on it. So, and that will cheer me up, and it'll probably improve my life, make the show a lot better. <laughs> Number one, it's perfect for you as a dude to have like a white trash Prius, but Katie wouldn't let me get. We did offer. I did offer it to Brian too. She wouldn't let me get the typo negative mm-hmm. thorns painted on my Honda CRV and uh if I had the second car maybe I would have been able to pull that off, but the thing is my mm-hmm. wife is such a coward when it cuz you know the other idea I had was to get Violent J and Shaggy 2 Dope's face paint done on my hood. <laughs> Which would be awesome, you know, but no, no, I'm, I'm still married. So, uh, I'm not allowed to do crazy things like that. Well, and I've, I mean, I actually, I've been following van groups forever, uh, way before now. And Eric, you do an incredible job, uh, with like landscapes and, uh, you're incredibly talented and I hope we can raise a ton of money, uh, doing this. Um because ultimately it will make my car look better do you paint other people's cars or is the is the car thing a uh uh new thing
2: i've i've painted other people's cars i've been a i've been a painter for twenty years but um the the automotive thing is actually newer but i have done i have done cars before the last one i did was a toyota chinook, which is like a nineteen seventy eight camper van so i've got i've got that yeah, posted on my Instagram. If curious, but it's curious.
0: Yeah, I got. It. Yeah, you sent me the message about the painting the car thing, and then I was like, okay, whatever. What is this? Mm-hmm. And then I went to your Instagram and I saw the camper, and it was like, oh my! This is everything I'm about. Like, this is all I've ever wanted to have in a vehicle. <laughs> was something with a story on the side of it. So yeah, check out the Instagram, uh, Eric Deal <laughs> Paintings. There is a, the good guys are in town. This. This Weekend, I don't know if you guys know what the good guys are They're They're a hot rod club uh, So <laughs> it's so stupid too. It's a big club that they come to the Ohio State Fairgrounds and they all show their cars off and It costs $20 to get first. First of all, that's crazy. It costs $20 to go look <laughs> at people's cars number one Number, and ten dollars for a kid to go look at people's fucking cars? If they're good cars, man. If it's a real, real good car. Okay, so here's the other thing: these cars look <laughs> fresh. I'm talking. That's why cars <clears throat> that look like those ratfink cars. Yeah. With the flames yeah. and all that. We're Willies. talking about the coolest ass looking fucking cars in the world. Seen them driving around all weekend. I got $20 out ready to go already. Yeah, I see them driving around all weekend. Now, here's, here's the thing. Nobody that was driving any of those cars was cool. Not a single good, point. good point. cool dude was driving any of those cars. It was fucking cuz I started to notice it after I saw my first two or three <laughs> hot rods and I was like, "Man, those guys look like dorks." And so I was like, "I'm going <clears> to <throat> I'm going to keep a tally here." And and every single one of them looked like a dork. Every single fucking I'm talking dude just the coolest fucking rides you could ever. Yeah. I mean, you grew up in Reynoldsburg where Mopar was. Yeah, that Denny's was always hot. And the Hooters. Actually, Hooters always had a day out there where you could go. We would rollerblade up there, too. But, dude, look at the guys driving those cars. I know. It is just, your car's going to be I, cooler hmm. than that. I know. Your car's going to be, your car.
2: That's why we need to change this.
0: I. That's the thing. Brett's car, a Prius with a wizard on it is going to be cooler than a fucking hot rod by the good guys yeah because Brett will be driving the car people will actually be jealous because of who's driving it exactly. instead of like you have pity for somebody that has like an old fucking Bonneville these days you're like you wasted your life just to get a Bonneville when you're in geriatric I I know I know I know and it was just like I don't know, man like. I know I,
2: people well, get, well, just you wait, Brian. The uh, the typo negative thorns might might just happen, you know. See how this goes with the Prius, but you might get your wish.
0: <laughs> people, people, here's the thorns. The thing. Here's the thing. It would be so funny if you defaulted on your fucking payments and had to turn that back in with the thorns on it. <laughs> <laughs> I really want the fucking thorns on my car. it's a sick. I like the idea. It sounds fucking tight, gigantic yeah. size, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. here's the thing. For a guy that just got into typo negative last March, I am <laughs> willing to throw my life away for them. <laughs> 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 Maybe I'll get the thorns tattooed on my leg. Ooh, Coming up my leg. That's my what? tattoo. You know? The thorns. Holy moly. Yeah.
1: Well,
2: well I'll, I'll confess that I got into typo negative a few months ago because of you guys. So life, life is killing me. That album has been on repeat.
0: Yeah, it's a good album. That's a good one. I mean, I'm the hugest October Rust guy. That's why I want the uh Thorns. But uh yeah, that band mm-hmm. it, they 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 fucking really rocked. But like, yeah, you're gonna make Brett's car the coolest car in the city, I think. Because again, Prius, it's not cool, but we all know. That a Prius isn't cool. Nobody's Nobody jumps in a fucking Prius and is like, God damn, you know, I look really hip and cool. But a painted up Prius with a cool looking dude in it. And what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, we're before, selling clean energy now. Yeah. And what I was going to say before yeah. is that everybody gets old. Everybody turns 55, Brett. Yep. That's not bullshit. I'm gonna be 55 someday. I'm gonna be gonna, that wizard someday. Yeah, you're gonna be 55. I'm gonna yeah. f- I'm 42 now. That most people would say that's old. Okay. But like you don't have to turn into like the suburban, like my dad. You don't have to like turn into my dad. You don't have to wear Hager slacks. And, and like yep. a, a fucking, what, what, a shirt with buttons on it, right? You don't Stafford. have to do that. That's the Stafford is that brand. Yeah. 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 Office. I mean, going. If, if I'm a hot rock guy, right, right now, and I'm 55, here's what I'm doing. <laughs> here's what I'm doing. Okay. Dye my hair black. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. And then I'm slicking it with pomade. Just yep. slicking yep. it. Brill cream. Just going nuts, or I'm shaving my head, or I'm buying a wig. I haven't like oh, like a- an Eric Bischoff wig. Yeah, I would peel off some of the money fr- from the car to a wig or something. Thank you. I've been thinking about <laughs> like if you bought a car like that, you could get the hair, like real hair, plus instead, yeah, and. Buddy, I'll tell you, listeners right now, if we were making Chopo money, I'd already had the plugs. <laughs> You'd have John Cena hair right now. I would have wispy John Cena hair. <laughs> but anyway, that's what okay, so then I have my beard, which I do have now. I'm dying that black too. I'm just dying it jet ass black, okay? Leather jacket, white t-shirt. Yep. Blue jeans. Vinti- wow. Okay. So you're going for a classic. Yeah. James Dean I'm shit. 55. Right. right? I grew I mean, up in the Fonzie days. Yeah. I mean, I would say, yeah. Everybody is. You just want to be dressed like your teenage self forever, or like when yes. you were 17, whatever you thought was the best stuff. You're like, I. That's what I. I picked it already. I picked the 17. <laughs> I knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. That's what... I mean, for me, like if I'm, I'm still doing it too. If, if I'm 55, I'm fucking you know i'm dressed like i'm wearing Jinkos. i'm fucking you know i'm doing that look i'm basically <laughs> Just, doing that that gonna, is what i live now so gonna, i mean i wear you're gonna go a denny's parking lot to see like a new metal revival show yes. wearing Jinkos and a ball chain necklace yes i would and and you i would show people like, my memorabilia, maybe? <laughs> yeah, because that's a good one. Because if I got rich, like the 55-year-old hot rock guy, I'd probably have, like, a seven-string yeah. guitar. Yeah. And, like, I'd probably have, have, like, a you'd bunch You'd be wearing of one of Fieldy's jerseys to yes. the show. Yes. Uh, yes. I would have all that. I'd have, like, one of the ICP hockey jerseys signed by both guys. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like, I would totally, if I was 55. Like, you're going to be. I know and that's how i'm that's gonna be uh, but they I'm do it say you they fucked it up though what i'm trying to say is you can be cool no matter how old you are you don't have to turn into an accountant okay but that's it, what i saw driving those fucking cars out so there. they fucked it up yeah yeah i'm seeing guys in hager slacks driving a fucking mm-hmm. Cha- a dodge challenger and i'm like bro i mean yeah i think i think also that's save it for later stuff is where it's like what do you mean why don't you want to have it when you're like fat life is fast and young and free why are you waiting to be 65 to have a muscle car what are you you fucked it up man you're supposed to have that in the most dangerous times of your life also you fucking mm. you turn it <laughs> into a f- fucking show car too you get a muscle car and what you do with it is fucking drive it to a fairground and park it and let people look at it you're not fucking racing that fucking thing i mean what's the point getting a fast powerful car yeah those to park it in a parking lot you can buy the same fucking car and put a geo metro engine in it for what you're doing you know you ain't doing shit <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Eric. I don't mean to get all on my high horse, but I saw those <laughs> very guys passionate. this weekend, and I was hot under the collar about it.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> no, it's it's good. I was I was just wondering what um what this version of Brian eats like, what his diet's like,
0: like, and when I'm 55. Oh, yeah, if I, yeah, the, my 17 year look. old diet was my 17 18 year old diet was fast food every single day but Mm. i wouldn't eat two hamburgers two days in a row you dig what i'm saying so it would be like if i had mcdonald's on monday i wouldn't have burger king on tuesday or mcdonald's on tuesday if i had mcdonald's on monday i'd have a taco bell on tuesday a pizza hut on wednesday oh i want to explain we know you were a horrible piece of shit earlier i actually am interested what about 55 you're in a parking lot you have a ball chain Mm -hmm. necklace on You're fucking it up. What are you doing? You have Metamucil now as part of your regular diet. Yeah, I'm using it up. You're doing Metamucil. (laughs) What else are you eating at 55? What do you think the doctor has told you? You have to cool it out. How do you think things have changed? While you are dressed like a 17-year-old version of yourself in a Hooters parking lot. I assume that by the time I'm 50, they're going to pretty much get me off of beef okay, and pork. Okay, you know, and sugar. So you're just gonna do, you're gonna go to Hooters for the chicken wings. Yeah, hey, chicken. my my doctor and, said I can eat them. If my ass will be at Hooters. <laughs> I'll be at Hooters eating chicken wings and being like it's healthy because it's chicken. Yeah, you know what it's I mean. Lean, like, it's yeah, lean, it's, <laughs> it's lean. No, but like I mean, I'm already turning into the guy that doesn't eat as badly. like I know. That's what I'm saying. This is advanced. 12 years from now, you will advance. Yeah. So Ooh. it might just be what... I mean, I'll You'll still, have like, a, in your cargo-like pants, you'll have like uh, granola or some sort uh, of trail yeah, mix. i don't have granola right now. You know what I'm doing now in the mornings? And this could last a while. Acai bowls. I'm making my own acai bowls. Wow. You're beating the system because they can get $12 out of you for them motherfuckers. Yeah. Yep, well, they ain't yeah. getting... They got fucking $4 for the acai out of me. And then I I uh, am making them on my own. And they have been a shit for the past two days that I've been making them.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not good. I hear those are good, actually. I'm going to have to try them.
0: <laughs> you know, they're hard to... I think once I figure out how to make them, I think they'll be really good. It's just... I, I'm very weird about, like... I keep adding more and more water, and it basically turns it into juice. (laughs) And then I drink the juice with the protein powder in it, and I move on. I'm trying to figure out how to get it thick enough. But uh, yeah, I don't think I'll be a vegan by the time I'm 55, but I think I'll be 90% vegetarian. By the time I'm 55, that's, there's an answer for you. I'll probably be mostly vegetarian. I don't think I'm ever going to stop eating pepperoni, (laughs) but other and cheeseburgers. But you're, so you're going to have like a Chevy Nova that you didn't fix up, but it runs. Yes. And you're going to be wearing kickwear, jeans, soaps. In soap shoes (laughs) and a Spitfire shirt and hanging outside of a Hooters to show, to like live the old days. Moshing. Yeah, listening. Yeah, with other fucking 55 year old dudes too. But like, everybody's stiff as fuck. Like, (laughs) yeah. But I've kept my, in this dream, I've like kept myself kind of in better shape than other 55 year old guys. And I'm just fucking wrecking them now. Yeah. You know, because back when I was young, I I weighed 100 and. Fucking 10 pounds and people would just whip my ass in that mosh pit. Yeah. Oh, f- and then I thought like, well, because I'd been going to these garage rock shows, I was like, well, you know, when you get in a, when I get in a pit now, I'm a formidable. Uh, I'm a formidable guy and then we went and saw corn and I'm still not formidable Yeah (laughs) the Guys were just crushing me. So maybe when I'm 55, it'll move around the other way. Yeah, and I'll be formidable Finally, I'll pull up in a uh, I think if you're teal grand dam and open up those long-ass doors and leave them open So no one can park next to me. Thank you
3: (laughs) (laughs) What are you saying?
2: I think if you're a, as thoughtful about this at 42, I mean you're going to be living life beyond your wildest dreams at 55. I think. Good so, point. I, I hope believe it. so.
0: I mean, I think that like the way that I've been eating, like just for the first, I don't know. I'm so I know people hate hearing uh, uh, weight talk, but I'm 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 down uh, 22 pounds. I'm 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 since the since I started like cooling out on the candy sure <laughs> so i i do feel um i do feel a lot of like like it's one of those things where like when you when you do hear a change when or when you see some kind of a change then uh it it does encourage you to keep going further and further and I did do vegetarian for like four months and uh i just i don't know i don't know what happened uh but i am i am way 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 down on the amount of meat i eat and uh you know i'm trying to even which i don't believe in this but i'm trying to like responsibly source my meat but like Mm -hmm. i mean in the end you're killing something anyway so it's (laughs) it's (laughs) <laughs> like responsible sourcing even is like okay well i'm still killing a thing <laughs> so uh, uh but i have been trying to be better about it so yeah who knows i might be yeah. i might be a fucking fully realized version of myself finally when i'm 55. yeah i hope that me too brother i think me that's too.
2: I think it's about right
0: yeah well eric thanks for calling in uh absolutely uh it's good to talk to you,
2: yeah, you guys have a good night, and uh look forward to it and uh yeah, I'll enjoy the show love it you
0: too, um okay, we really talked at him mainly, well brad things happen dude sorry eric <laughs> hey i need to i need to send you something here <laughs> but uh yeah so uh we worked this out Um uh, we're going to raise money for the hopi tutsqua permaculture and also get my car painted if you had to store.streetfryradio.com there's a link there you can donate five dollars right now uh to get um donations to uh the the fundraiser sorry brian's confusing me right now um what is it? That one right there. Okay. Um go to store.streetfy There is a link that says improve Brett's car. It's five dollars. You can buy ten of those. You can buy a hundred of them. Um Eric also has some original paintings and artwork that he's willing to give up for people that want to to donate more. Um we'll have more more information coming that for that over the coming months, but Eric is coming in August, and he said, whatever happens, happens. So we want to make sure we raise enough money to pay for his costs and uh, to get him here and make sure that my car looks awesome and that we can do it for a good cause. Right so on. Look forward to more information on that <clears throat> in the coming weeks. How come somebody somebody in the chat told me to look up maca powder, M-A-C-A powder, to put in my acai bowl? Yeah. Uh, so I did, and the first result was testosterone support. And I was like, whoa, okay, come on. What, what's that got to show up for? Is that what maca powder is? Or is my phone just saying, like, dude, come on. <laughs> yeah, it might just be your uh, algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't search for testosterone support, by the way, okay? Yeah, I mean, maca powder is oh, the best solution for someone that, you know... Yeah, yeah, maca's in there. So, okay, yeah, it's—I uh, don't know—it's—it's it's another frou frou, crazy, exotic ingredient that rich people love. Well, this just has like one of the things that you almost died taking magnesium. Yeah, <laughs> Brett, I know Too much people magnesium. that have been longtime listeners of Street Fight will know that Brad almost died taking magnesium. <laughs> <laughs> I almost fainted. <laughs> That's all it was. Felt like my legs went out from underneath me, <laughs> and he, he typed out nine one one. I typed nine one, yes. <laughs> I typed out a nine one. <laughs> I was hoping that as I hit the ground, as my body like went stiff, that my thumb would like just hit send. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take this call. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight?
4: Hey, can you guys hear me? perfectly what's up alexander hey alexander edward i'm i'm talking to you from my podcasting microphone i was hoping it would work what sounds like just like the show it sounds great i feel like i'm doing
0: the show now i know but he's coming over our phone oh got it so it still sounds like phones (laughs) (laughs) what's up alexander how you doing today
4: i'm doing all right we we just recorded uh i've been uh imbibing for uh, an hour or two so i'm feeling pretty good how are you guys doing
0: we're okay so um imbibing is not a cuss is drinking a cuss then
4: no i are getting drunk? not a cuss because
0: drinking it, is an act but imbibing is the p- the proper scientific way to say it. sure but so is drinking scientists would mm. also say drinking no that sounds like slang that sounds like a lay term <laughs> It is a lay term, but yeah,
4: imbibing is is the uh, Winnie the Pooh wearing a top hat and monocle version (laughs) of drinking. Thank you, thank you.
0: Lay terms are not cusses.
4: They if they, but
0: everything that isn't the okay. Yeah. So what's up? Uh, Alexander uh, sent me a message this week telling us because we did ask for something uh this week uh, uh on the basement show uh mm-hmm. people stories from uh letting customers have it when you snapped on a customer and alexander sent me a message and alexander works for a company where i mean technically they're allowed to snap on customers
1: so yeah
4: <laughs> right it's kind of like a it's, it's weird. It's like a gray area. I don't know if, if my experience applies because yeah, i I work for UPS. So I've, I'm in a union, I'm a teamster. And the thing is, is like when you're a teamster, you technically don't have to ever snap. Like you're afforded a certain level of, uh, dignity on the job at all times. So you never really have to reach the point where you actually snap at a customer. So I, I don't know if this is applicable,
0: Wait, but I do yeah, I mean I I do I do know that because I've seen it happen more than one time where like the UPS person is parked in the middle of the road and someone complains about it and it's like how do you think the packages get delivered? Yeah. It's, well, they, it's 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 38 seconds. You aren't doing anything important. Those motherfuckers want their packages. That's the other thing that makes you nuts about it, too. Right. Those motherfuckers want their packages, and the reason they're mad is because this package that's blocking the street isn't one of theirs. <laughs> you know, it's going to somebody else's. Right. So, yeah, I always just get the vibe that people who deliver packages with the exception of Amazon, because they don't have any kind of protections can kind of get, get away
4: with telling people to go screw
0: when they act like
4: pricks. Yeah. I just, I usually either say, Oh, Hey, thanks for your patience. Uh, And they are, they know that I'm like fucking with them when I say that. Right. Or I just say like, Oh, well, you know, it'll be okay. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
4: uh but i i have had like customers who don't understand that i'm in a union who don't like who think they can get me in trouble you mm-hmm. know and i and i figured maybe i'd tell one of those stories Go yeah it. let's hear it so this is a few years ago uh i was delivering in like kind of a, a desert area of, of california called uh paris cal paris and uh it's in the inland empire and there's like it's mostly like dirt streets at least in the area i was delivering in. you know dirt streets like streets without stop signs streets without street signs you know hand-drawn street signs dogs running loose everywhere that sort of thing but there was like a few pretty uh wealthy homes that were like up in the hills um and there was one house that was like behind a gate and you had to uh you had to enter a code into the gate. When you scan their package, like prompts come up, you know, these are called notes and the notes in the board, like give you special directions. Like here's a gate code for an apartment. Here's a warning about a a, a vicious dog. Here's a a indication that the customer is going to be slow to answer because they're elderly or infirm or something like that. Well, this customer had like three or four different notes that were like, And each one of them comes up as a different prompt. So you have to like click through with your scanner to bring up the next note, to bring up the next note. It's very, it can be aggravating, right? And so you go up to the gate, you get the first note, it tells you the gate code. Then there's other notes that are like, leave in the courtyard, leave behind this gate, do this sort of thing. And I'm like, okay, I, I, I'm already doing them a favor by driving up through the gate going in their little roundabout and leaving the package on the walk path that leads up to their house where there's a second gate you have to go in through to like reach the front door. Right. I'm like, I'm not doing all that. No. How right. many
0: gates do you need? Yeah. Like how how many fucking gates? I could just throw it over the first gate instead. Yeah. Fuck you. You know what? <laughs> yep. I think Wait. one <laughs> gate's too much. I nothing makes me more nuts than one of those like gates for access to like a place. Although uh, your apartment complex uh, has one and it would be nice if for you. They, you may not have had your catalytic converter stolen, the had they used it. But well, I also, but I do feel like if you live in a private residence on a bunch of fucking land, what you gotta have two gates for? Yep. Yeah. I, um, I actually have an annoying ass apartment now because there's four of us to a building and there's like one door with a code that you have to get into to deliver the mail. And it seems frustrating and stupid and it annoys me. I always end up getting anxiety. So if I get shit delivered, I just wait until they say they're going to be there and I go and wait outside the main door. Cause when when I I don't want to check the notes. Yeah. I fucking hated any place when I was a cable guy, because like for the same thing you said, they, them motherfuckers would call me to come and service their shit. And then you would be like, how the fuck do I get to this house? You know, you pull up. There's a fucking gate here. There's a there, pastor. You Rod need a Parsley. key fob or something. Pastor Rod Parsley. I had two different times had to go to his house to do service stuff. And and like it, there were two gates. I could never get through the second gate. So I never did see his house. But uh I could never get through the second gate. So, yeah, this kind of stuff holds a special angry thing. In my heart, Alexander. Well,
4: imagine, imagine having to do that 150 times a day. Right. Like that's the low end of stops that I that I have. You know, 150 is probably about the average. Uh, this whole last week's been like 200. It's been like 12, 13 hour days, which is another story. But um imagine yeah 150 stops where it's like somebody's got a weird ass house that you have to figure out how to get to the front door or somebody's got an apart you know lives in an apartment complex and you don't have the code to get in that sort of thing if somebody's got the code to get into an apartment complex and there's like a you know secure mail room like boom that's great leave leave the package in there no problem but this person yeah so not only did you have to like you know, you have to drive alongside where the little intercom keypad for the uh key code is. There's like a tree branch that sticks right in front of there. So you have to swerve over to Ugh. get the keypad and then again like swerve around the tree branch to get through the gate. And then you gotta drive up and do like a three point turn around their little island roundabout just to point the car back down. And so I'm like, I'm leaving their Stuff here like i 'm already like going above and beyond for this customer, right well, I heard from somebody else that this customer was a pain in the butt, and uh I talked, oh no, what happened was is I talked to they have like a fucking groundskeeper they had like Ugh. I don't know a slave question mark like living on their property, you know, or just there all the time. Who was like, oh, they they like the package to go to the front door, and I'm like, okay, well, it's going here today. And he was like, oh, well, you know, they're going they're not going to be mad. They're going to call about it, and I'm like, yep, people call. It's all right. (laughs) They can call. (laughs) And a couple days later, I was in kind of the same neighborhood, and I was I had backed down into this like. The gate for this ranch property, no key code, just a padlock on the gate, had dropped the package over the gate. I was getting ready to leave and a Lexus SUV pulls up and like blocks me in to this like dirt driveway. And I'm like, I know who this person is at this (laughs) point. I I just sense who this person is. And they, they don't get out of their car to talk to me. Like I'm in my driver's seat. I got the engine started. They don't get out to talk to me. I have to, as the service worker, I have to get out of my package, turn off the engine, pull the parking brake, all that, get out of my car and walk up to their car to talk to them because they're the the property owner. You know, they're the capitalist in yeah. the situation. So I have to defer to them. Uh, I come up to their passenger side, you know, they've rolled down the window and, you know, I'm a tall guy. So I'm like bent over to to talk through their window and... This was a while ago, so I I can't remember verbatim, but she's like, oh, you know, do you you do this area? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, do you deliver to this address? And I said, yeah. And she said, okay, well, packages, they go to the front door. They don't go to the sidewalk. What? And I said, not sidewalk, but like walkway. They don't go to the walkway. And I said, okay, well all that's in my contract, all that's in our, you know, the, the <laughs> UPS policy is that it's in a secure location and that's a secure location. And she says, well, other drivers bring it up to the door and this sort of thing. And I said, okay, well, you know, they were doing you a favor. That's, <laughs> that's a favor to yeah. you. I'm not that a favor. Nice like, you of take that, that back. <laughs> you take that back right now. And I was like, take what back? And she was like, "You said it's a favor," and I'm like, "Yeah, what? it's a favor. That's like that's like a courtesy they were doing to you, <laughs> doing for you, basically." Take that, and she, she wants was it like, stricken from the listen, record. My- go, go ahead, sorry. <laughs> she,
0: she, she, no, she wanted that stricken from the record. I said, <laughs> "Take that back" is a crazy <laughs> thing to
4: say as an adult. You can't
0: <laughs> take it back. I'm sorry. It's, I said it, it. man. A favor.
4: In- insane. I was. It's just like. Because she, it was like a walkway through another, like, double wrought iron sort of entryway to the front door. And it's just like, I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. Like, you're already getting such, like, special white glove treatment by me driving onto your property and leaving it on the. On the walk path to your front door, like get your fucking manservant to do that. Don't you don't you own another person? Like get them to do it for
0: you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, you have so much. If you have a place of that size, you are only have extra time. But dude, like you have you you have the time to walk to the end of the the walkway. If you have a gate, okay. If you have two gates, and the package is dropped off between those two gates, that is. Oh, yeah. that's all I could ever expect in this fucking world is that, like, if I had one of those fucking mile-long driveways where my mailbox is on that mile-long driveway and the UPS person dropped my box off anywhere between my mailbox and my house, I'd be like, well, that's the mail. I got yeah. the mail today. <laughs> and, and, you know... <laughs> It's safe to, it is, it's safe there too. It's not like he's throwing it in the middle of the fucking street, but but I mean, rich people will say stuff like, take that back. Like they'll just, I. who even knows what take that back meant, but she was probably on the phone with your boss that day saying, I want you to send this man back out here and have him take it back. You know, we're, we're trying to get this taken back. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. No, that was not, it is not a favor. It is where the mail is required to be. It is where my packages are required to be. That is not a favor. I want that written in the contract. People do, I think, this is the big, the worst problem with customer service is that I think everybody, no matter if you didn't ever do customer service in your life, thinks they know what the job is. And I think that's where the fucking problem comes in. Because like I've said this before, but the phrase that is unacceptable when something is immovable, when something's impossible to fix. The power is out. Like... (laughs) Yeah, somebody bombed the fucking internet company in Tennessee and someone called like people were called in to say like I don't have internet service and they're like, "Yes, yeah, someone did a bomb and they're like, that's unacceptable." That dude, yeah. Somebody was saying that's something un- somebody got a $150 Visa gift card when when that fucking dude blew up uh Nashville. It's just I mean, I heard that is unacceptable for things that were so beyond Anybody again a trunk. I said this on the end of the basement show, but a trunk cable got cut not one of insights Cables not one of the, the company's cables one of the fucking cables that brings phone and internet to an entire region of the country more than one state and I tell a guy hey the internet's down and he says that's unacceptable. And I'm like, not really. It, you're going to have to accept it because I mean, there's nothing a person can no do. No other option. Yeah. This happened so far. Thought- like what ha- like you're, tr- I, 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 you're trying to explain to a person, this happened so. F- Far away from me. My scope. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this thing happened in another state. Right. <laughs> I can't fix it. But, uh, you know, people just think that there are, like, with the take it back, what I really think that is, is uh people believe, like, okay, so, like, sovereign citizens, right? They believe that there's a combination of words you can say, and then that the police aren't allowed to arrest you. (laughs) Like that's pretty much what they believe. And I think that there is a belief out there that there's also a combination of words you can say that will get all of your customer service issues solved. But that's just, it's not true. It's impossible for you to get all of your customer service issues solved. There's no way
4: to do it. Especially yeah. if if you're talking to somebody in a union, like <laughs> you're you're in for a world of hurt if you think you can, you know, uh like uh wh- wh- what do, what do you call it? Like use keywords and shit with me. It's it, it, it's not a thing. I mean, her saying uh take it back, she eventually was like She was going to drive away several times and i was like please you know i was waiting for her to just drive away uh but she kept like coming back to it and she was like uh i'm gonna i'm gonna call your manager i'm gonna call your manager unless you take it back and i was like wait take what back and she was like you said it was a favor and i'm like yeah that's a favor that's as a favor, the other drivers were doing you a favor, and like maybe if she had asked me nicely and like developed a, a rapport with yeah. me or something, or like maybe had explained to me why she was incapable of, of picking up the package at the, at the, by her garage instead of by her front door or whatever, I would have considered it, but it was nothing like that. And I was like, you know, why didn't, why didn't you just uh, talk to me? Why didn't, why didn't you just talk to me like a human being? And she was like, well, look at you. Look at how you're standing. <laughs> and I was like, what? The way, I'm, the way I'm standing. And she was like, yeah, you have your hands on your hips. And I was like, I'm like bending over to talk to you into your car. And she said, that's right. Stand your
0: millennial ground. Yeah, you should stand your millennial ground, okay, buddy. But first of all, getting the millennial treatment yeah. when you're working in a desert, dropping off packages for people, you're not—you're not allowed to give me the motherfucking millennial treat. I, I, you can give me and Brett all the millennial treatment you want. It's fine. <laughs> you can say, hey. Quit acting like lazy millennials and me and Brett will just have to be like, yeah, I mean, (laughs) that's what we are. But you're not allowed to tell somebody that's doing a job that also involves physical labor. They're not allowed to get, you're just not allowed to do the lazy millennial thing because what job, let's just think about this for one second. What job would Alexander have to have (laughs) To not be a millennial to that lady. Like, fracker. <laughs> fracker town. Guy. <laughs> a fracker or like a marine. Yeah. If he was crab, a marine. Crab fisherman. Yeah. Crab. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, only one of the ones on the deadliest catch though. The rest of them are probably millennials. <laughs> I... You know, honestly, I think what it uh, sounds like to me the most and this is kind of even related to this whole critical critical race theory thing um, is that these people have a really stupid belief in an objective reality and that they believe there is like a, a, a definitive law on the way that the world runs and like the customer is always right is one of them. And like everybody knows that. And it's insane that you would say, this isn't a favor. This is like what you have to do because I'm the customer and that's what I say, mm-hmm. you know, and you can't, it doesn't make any sense when you come up against somebody that's guaranteed to, to have their job, even if, uh, and if, if it's just only required of them to put it inside the first gate or at the end of the walkway, exactly. or if, if someone did their job, they can't get in trouble for it. You can't, you can't like the customer doesn't have any control over how you did your job.
4: Yeah. And they hate that, but totally that's like the, that's, it's, I think you're on something because it is like that invidu- individualist right wing mindset where you're convinced that there is an objective truth, but it's all dependent on your subjective interpretation of every single situation. Yeah. So you're, like, utterly convinced that you're, you know, morally and, and I don't know, economically right in this situation. But it's all entirely dependent on, you know, your whatever weird, like, freakish, you know, cultural indoctrination you, you have going into the situation. She yeah. said at another point, she said, my husband pays your salary. And uh, oh, I was, hey, I mean, every- I'm not on a salary. I'm, I'm hourly, baby. <laughs> Uh B, no he doesn't. I like laughed at her. She said, My husband owns a business. He pays your salary. And I was just I was just laughing at her. I was like, no, he doesn't. Please, ah. like, stop using UPS. Just st- stop. Go it, away. It really is. It it really is. The customer is
0: all like there is I've said this th- th- we should make a fucking button that says this. But the lowest type of person in the world is the customer. <laughs> like, and, and listen, <laughs> I think customer service, I like good customer service. I think it's great, but I think somebody has to take it to such an extreme to say the absolute worst type of person in this world is the customer so that maybe we can dial back to the expectation before the customer is always right because like i just i I, i've been there where you're talking about too and it is it is uh uh the same as the crt stuff the 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 critical race theory stuff because he alexander's absolutely right critical race theory is really just people telling their story right Basically, their their version of history. It it isn't it isn't a Jeopardy question. It makes history into something that isn't a Jeopardy question. Yeah, yeah. It actually, or like a list of five dates you need to know. It actually the, uh, the I'll talk about it when we. I, I I I did want to bring that up because it is like a, a history the history thing. It's like a lot of these fucking uh, uh, dads, these conservative dads, think they're history buffs. And it's like what well, critical race theory like gives you a fuller, clearer picture of what history looks right. like, and they're like, "Well, I don't want not that. the objective one." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't want that. So,
4: <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that yeah, his- history history's sad. Like that's a part of like if you really want to be a history buff, the first thing you got to learn is that yeah, history is is kind of awful. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so much bad shit happened, and and uh, it it was a it was a bad time for most people. History was a bad time for most people. You know how bad it is now. It was mostly worse for most people back in the day. But uh, man, that is that is such a great story, Alexander.
4: And uh, from now on, it, I have. I'll just finish it off. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. So she sped off. She was mad at me because I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't yield my millennial ground to her. Uh, she sped off, and then at the end of the day, I went back and dispatch who dispatches like management, you know. But again, it's a it's a union shop, so like they can only like follow the contract. And they were like, Hey, uh, did you you know did you have this customer such and such? And I was like, Yep. And they were like, Okay, well they actually have the number to the center like most people don't have a number to get to like directly to my center they have to call 1-800-PICK-UPS if they want okay. to complain which is always funny if, if people want to like complain about me i'm like yep here you go here's the number where you can spend two hours on hold to complain about me um and uh they this person had the number to the center so like yeah. the center the dispatch he was like hey can you please just like be nice to her? Cause she has a number and to to call me and like, I have to listen to her. her and husband I was just was, like, Nope.
1: Her husband was
4: paying <laughs> Sorry, your check, man. but no.
0: Dude, she had extra access. I gave, you know, yeah. one of the, obviously a problem customer, if she has
4: that number, she's a problem customer.
0: Yes. One of the dumbest things I ever did was I was really, and, and I admire you for doing this, Alexander, because I one time was, I I like a lot of times I am very afraid of confrontation and at the slightest sign of resistance, I'll wilt like a, a, like a rose in desert rose. Isn't that what it is? I'll just wilt. And I remember this guy was yelling at me, okay? At the cable company and i said look i think i have it fixed but if i don't have it fixed here's my cell phone number just go ahead <gasps> oh, Give me your
1: phone. No. <laughs> it,
0: it was a moment of fucking weakness dude it was it was really like he's not gonna fucking stop yelling at me i got to get out of this house i'll just do this and uh i had to changed my number. I had to get a new work cell phone number.
4: uh, Because he was calling you?
0: All the fucking time, dude. All the time. And expected me to just come right to his house. It didn't matter what time of day it was. He would call me at 9 or 10 o'clock at night and say, it's not working. Can you come out and look at it? And I, no. I can't. (laughs) I absolutely cannot do that. Or... In the middle of the day hey i need can you come and take a look at this uh, uh i have about a half hour and i was like i can't just like get there in a half hour i'm like working on other stuff in another part of town but uh it was truly the fucking dumbest mistake ever so oh, yeah. i do understand that dispatcher's place
4: yeah i don't know being in like In my personal life, I'm much less confrontational. I'm much more just like, oh, let's get out of the situation. So I don't have to worry about it anymore. But when I'm in my uniform and when I'm in the truck, I'm just like, I'm, I'm very blunt with people, you know, I'll just be like, all right, got to go bye, you know, sort of thing or just because it's like, you have a route, you know? for the most part, you have a set area that you deliver and you really do have to establish boundaries. <laughs> you have to establish yeah. expectations with people so that they don't, their their expectations don't get too high. You know, I mean, I've been, I've been driving for six years at this point. I've been union for uh, about 17 years. Uh, and yeah, you just have to kind of lay down the law with customers at at the, at the beginning, uh, so that they don't get any weird ideas about, you know, your relationship or your subservience to them. The last thing I'll say about this story is that, yeah, she was such an asshole to me. Uh, the next, I don't know. In, in like that week, I, I had another delivery for their, their house, their address, and it was Six 50 pound packages. Uh, and what I did was I opened the gate. I pulled the package car through the first gate uh, so that it wouldn't shut about halfway through. And then I put all six 50 pound packages right behind the first gate. And then I backed <laughs> up and left.
0: Yeah, you can't pull up
4: on somebody like that. You didn't build a relationship there. That's the alternative. You got to choose you got to choose whether I put it at the top of your driveway on the walkway to your front door, or whether I put it right behind the gate and you made your choice.
0: Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's really like, um, you know, you, it's, it's like doing pick and pack in a warehouse when I worked in the warehouse forever. Like I just had to get something from here to there and everyone is relying on you to get things from here to there and they expect you to do it in a very quick manner So there is no other extra-ass time to be talking to people or to have you, like, stop me in the middle of doing this or to expect me to, yeah, climb up some fucking trellis or something or and do some sort of secret path to get to your place. Like, it's coming to you. This is how it gets there. Leave me alone. I I don't exist. Yeah. Uh
4: Yeah, I remember, like... I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it to you, but it's not gonna have like any special flair on it. You know, I'm not gonna wrap it with bows and stuff like
0: that. You <laughs> know, You're just gonna get the goddamn package. And you, your little house is just so cute to me. I loved walking up the walkway and seeing all the little extra plants and everything. You're just adorable. That's why I delivered this package to you. <laughs> <laughs> Dude,
4: there's there's a house on the route I'm doing right now where it's like a dead-end street at the end of a night dead end street. So it's like a side street at the end of a day. De- so I have to do a three point turn and back down this long little cul-de-sac to get to this person's house at the very end of this cul-de-sac. And then when I, and it's like tree, it's Seattle, right? So it's like trees everywhere, growth everywhere. When I get to their front door, there's a cardboard sign it says, please deliver all packages to back door. There's no treats back way. there for you. <laughs> there's and I'm treats. like, fuck your treats. Ah! I'm not a dog. Like there's tree. Like you're like, it's so secluded on your front step. Nobody is going to steal your package from your front step. That's bordered on three sides with trees and shrubbery. Right. The porch. Right? Pirates I'm not I'm walking. Mm-hmm. I'm not like clinging to the side of your house to walk around your like dirt hill or whatever to get to the back of your house I'm, sorry. I'm not doing that. It's fine here. All right deal with it treats. Did you find out what the treats were? No, I've never been to their backyard. I've delivered a, there like a dozen times I've What
0: a been fucking, that, I, that I know they think they're being cute or whatever and nice What if I would be mad if somebody said treats no I wouldn't. Be no, I'm, I, yeah, I, I, I have the same exact. I mean, that's why we all get along. My reaction to that is like, fuck your treats. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't need it, a treat. I, I brought, brought my own, own treat. Yeah. I got a lunch pail. <laughs> I got <laughs> cashews in my fucking van. <laughs> you went to, you went to fucking Costco and got Kirkland's trail mix and put it out there and called it a treat. Fuck you. <laughs> it's definitely some Tosco shit it's, or some It's just-
4: probably like, Two month-old bottles of water that have been sitting in the sun.
0: Yeah, right, or apples. Apples or something. Like they ain't gonna put a candy bar <laughs> out there or fucking yeah. you know, they ain't gonna put a fucking sour patch kid's back there. It's not gonna be anything that would be great. Oh, they tell everybody about it though, how they leave treats for the male person and they take pictures on Instagram of the spread and are like taking care of my delivery folks. <sighs> I'm so mad to be,
4: to be perfectly, you should leave stuff for your delivery driver. Like, especially, you know, in the summer when it's hot, like that's, that's great at the front door, right? No, we really appreciate it when it's at the
0: front door. I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do tomorrow? I'm going to make a sign that says, Hey, uh, feel free to take this $5 bill after you've delivered my package uh, to the back of the house and uh, don't open my gate.
4: I'd like you to jump (laughs) (laughs) it. I had an old lady one time leave a, leave a dollar bill for me. (laughs) It was like to ask me to put it inside of, you know, the mud room or like the enclosed patio on her. And I was like, yeah, like that's, that's totally fine. I don't need your dollar bill, but I'll
2: take it.
0: Yeah. She she thinks you're gonna get like six sassafras sodas with that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean a dollar is so not any money now. That's that's yeah, you used to get you six sassafras sodas. Yeah, my shit ain't doing nothing for a dollar.
4: I think I was doing her the favor by taking the dollar, you know, it was like she felt like she was doing something nice. I appreciate the sentiment, so I'm not gonna complain about one time uh during peak season last year, one one customer had envelopes that was like, delivery drivers, please take one. And it was a $10 coffee gift card. That's right. That's nice. good. But they
0: probably work for the place with the coffee gift card. Just letting <laughs> you know that. They probably got got a deal on it. But, yeah, I, I understand. Hey, Well, Alexander, we got to hit our break now. So uh, uh, it's a pleasure to talk to
4: you. And uh, we always love yeah, it when absolutely. you call. Yeah, Thanks, thanks for listening to me rant about that shit. I want to, I want to say, uh, Hito Brian is fucking insane. Like, listen, the most recent episode of Hito Brian like almost kill me. The the <laughs> the, 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 the year of titty sucking was like insane. Some of long the funniest year. shit I've heard. It didn't feel like a in long my year. Life.
0: Oh yeah, it was. Good. I mean, it's four seasons to you. <laughs> Four different seasons (laughs) of titty sucking for you.
1: You enjoyed them all. You
0: enjoyed them all. I thought I was. Every precious day. Mm, I thought I was getting some. You were. Thanks (laughs) Thanks for the call, Alexander. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. All right. It's break time, baby. And if you're in the queue, we will get to you when we come back. We've just been fucking around a lot. We, we've we had some buddies call, but uh, we will answer these calls when we get back in here for real. We'll start moving through them. So this week we have music from Evan Geiger. Evan Geiger wrote and said, here's some of my music. Instrumental groovy stuff from Fargo, North Dakota. You can find more of this at evangeiger.bandcamp.com. E-E-V-A-N-G-I-G-E-R. .bandcamp.com, we are Street Fight and we'll be back after the break. everybody welcome back to street fight radio that was evan geiger g-e-i-g-e-r Evan evangeiger.bandcamp.com if you want to hear more of that and if you play music or in a band whatever it is uh send us an email streetfightradio at gmail.com dm whatever it's whatever it is um we'll put you on the show um oh riku says we've done this one before that does seem very likely Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. You know, the good stuff. You got to hear it again. Play it again. Um, You ready to take some calls? Yeah, let's do it. this next one, Uh, where are we at here? All right. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight?
2: Hey, it's your friendly neighborhood, Dr. Awesome.
0: What's up, Dr. Awesome? How are you doing tonight?
2: Well, I'm fucking
3: groovy, having family dinner, hanging with friends and pets. Nice, okay. how are you guys? We're pretty good we're
0: We're having a uh a, a wild show, but I'm doing okay.
3: oh yeah, I thought it was car talk when I first turned it on.
0: yeah, <laughs> well, then you missed some other very embarrassing stuff, so I would listen to but, the uh, podcast hey, uh, I've got... oh go ahead no, go ahead. you're good
5: <laughs> uh I've got a very important friend here uh it's uh Jill Triplestep. Who runs the Period Pantry? It's a local uh, nonprofit out here in uh, Columbus, Ohio, USA. Nice. Okay. Yeah, uh, Doctor yeah. Awesome
0: so- is, is my neighbor, and uh, I, I was talking to him. Uh, he, he mentioned uh, doing. He mentioned a show coming up with comedy and music and stuff, and I said that uh, we don't like to mix music and comedy really anymore, but we definitely want to uh, spread the word about
6: the uh, project here.
5: Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to let uh, Jill take over. All right. Um, I will take over before I get started though. I do just want to throw out like, you don't have to mix music and comedy, but if you're into burlesque, we have that going on too.
1: Oh, that's so great. That's a good expand,
5: addition. And welcome to our in that part of the show.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, yeah. but so, yeah. Hi, I'm Jill. Um, and so, I'm not great at talking on the phone or the radio, you're but right. I run the period pantry. Uh, we are a nonprofit organization that provides free period products to anybody that needs them in central Ohio. Uh, uh, and sorry. Uh, yeah. and I appreciate, so Quint is your neighbor. Yeah. I'm sorry. Dr. Awesome is your neighbor. Uh, he is one of my best friends. he is my, uh, Honorary brother, I suppose, but appreciate the time. Uh, yeah, so for you're doing a. Uh, a but you're, on the show.
0: you're doing a fundraiser, right? You're doing a show. Yes, I am. When? When is it?
5: I am. It, it is Saturday, August 7th at Victory's Classic in the Brewery District. And it's a combination fundraiser for the Periods Pantry, but also my birthday is August 10th. And I get pretty extravagant about my birthday generally. Nice. Uh, so I'm making it book. It's my birthday fundraiser for my nonprofit.
1: Nice. It's
0: gonna be a great party. Awesome. I will definitely be there.
5: You should. So I mean, I also will have a lot of piñatas because that is also a key thing of my birthday is piñatas, and I think adults don't get to do that enough. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have a bunch of piñatas, but also just fundraising so that. People have basic hygiene items because it's absolutely insane that we live in a world where that's not a given, but that is why I do what I do because I think it's insane that people...
2: like Why aren't menstruation products in every restroom like toilet paper?
5: Right. You don't make kids buy toilet paper to bring to school. So why do people have to buy menstrual products and bring them to school?
0: I totally agree with that. I mean, that's something that was such a blind spot for me for so long. And then my wife just said, it, I, she called it something like the woman tax. And I was like, damn, it actually is yep. a woman tax. Never even thought of that. Cause it's just not something that, you know, comes to your, comes to mind as a, as a dude that is also very, uh, self absorbed. So. Uh, it is, it is good that there are places to pick, pick up, pick up the supplies because, uh, you know, that's, uh, you're right. It They should just be everywhere. You should be able to just fucking, you should be able to just go to the store and pick those up for free. I not... It's not like the store right. would lose money from it. I mean, I guess the companies that make it would not have money anymore, but fuck it, they can upsell. You know what I'm
5: saying? Yeah. So like they All can I Absolutely do. Leader. Nobody nobody's like nobody's like cash money comes from making tampons or something. That's that's just a component of it, but like upcharging them is a market in and of itself, but it's literally a basic need that has, it's literally charged as a luxury tax in several states, which is just wild. Like it's a luxury to not bleed all over the chair at work and get fired. Like that's, that's just absurd. That's crazy.
1: And the
5: thing is too, people, people don't talk about it at all. People are embarrassed to say that they need it, that they help with it. So nonprofits and like food tantrums and stuff don't carry that stuff. They don't offer it, but people need it a lot. And so that's why I kind of just show up places and say, hi, do you need tabs or tampons? Hey, Joe, when did you start the period pantry? Uh, January, 2020. It was yeah. a really great time to start a new business. Let me tell you.
6: Uh, and how, how much work have you, uh, how, how many people have you helped uh, over the last year?
5: Uh, so, in 2021, we have helped several thousand people and we have distributed over 100,000 period products in Jeez. Central Ohio. Wow.
2: High five. That's
5: and uh, And this is my... So, I have a full-time job and a part-time job and a kid and I'm in school and I run the period pantry and... just you friends with Dr. Awesome. All of Ooh. the hours. I run the period pantry in all of the hours that I'm not putting up with Dr. Awesome. Damn. But yeah. That's...
0: Is so you just, you sort of go to like schools and stuff like that and offer to supply them?
5: Yeah. So we have, I have partners. So one thing, actually, the first way that we started serving people was because of COVID, uh, we did uh, no contact delivery drop-off uh, because one big barrier to obtaining help in general, like with food pantries and things is transportation, It's like, oh, could you get to the opposite end of town on Tuesday between 9.30 and 11.30 a.m. and show a birth certificate and your driver's license and all of your kids' Medicaid cards because we don't believe you're hungry unless you have all of that stuff. And I think that is just bonkers off the chain, and I hate it. So I wanted to make sure that, like, we exist so that everybody that needs period products in Central Ohio can have them. And yeah, like getting places is a barrier. So we started just serving people directly by dropping stuff off on their porches. Uh, But we also now work with a lot of different organizations, uh, domestic violence shelters, youth centers, homeless drop-in centers, uh, New American refugee centers, uh, a bunch of different places. And we're really always just trying to expand more and more uh, I think we're at almost, I think, 20 different organizational partners. Um, but we just want to be everywhere. Um, I mean, and nobody should have to worry about whether or not they have menstrual products. Uh Like post-COVID, we now know that three in five people in the last year that have periods couldn't afford period products. And sure. one in four people missed school or work. Because they didn't have period products. And that's just here in the US. Oh shit.
1: Yeah.
0: That is really that that
5: is horrible. Right.
0: It is yep. unfair. And ta- people don't <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah, go ahead.
5: Yeah. But uh- yeah, so that's uh that's what <laughs> I do. That's what I like to- I just talk about periods all day long.
1: <laughs> nice. uh, well yeah
0: and thanks for calling in and let us know about letting us know about it uh period pantry uh is the place to go and Absolutely. and what is the when is the fundraiser again one more
2: time here in columbus
5: saturday august 7th at victories on south high street
2: 543 south high street all right
0: nice we'll show up and be there and thanks for calling in we appreciate it yeah yeah
5: thanks
7: have for a, letting me talk appreciate Have it. a
0: good night I don't know. Why did I say that like my dad? Have a, a good night. night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, uh That is not something that I, I ever thought about until, you know, teenage daughter sort of thing. Yeah, that's crazy. That's oh, unacceptable. I'm, I'm a horrible dad. That guy. is unacceptable. I am not thoughtful, but I try now. Okay. You're making up for it. Next call. Next call. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight?
8: Hey there, it's Jeff Wood.
0: What's Jeff Wood. Jeff Wood. Hey, Jeff Wood. How's it going?
8: Hey. um, Man, I feel bad following up that murderer's row of callers. I just have like a little goofy story about uh, a dare officer. What did wrong by hubris?
1: Oh, please. Yeah, yes. let's hear it.
8: Okay, so um, this was third grade in uh Springfield, Missouri. It was a gentleman of some gravity and some mustache. He looked like a like a Chicago cop from like that knife safety video basically <laughs> um, he uh he i don't know he led us through dare stuff, whatever um what I remember happening was he disappeared i don't know like halfway through the year and got replaced by a different officer. And I found out, um uh so this would the only way this makes sense uh I don't know this for facts, so let's say allegedly uh he got he was at a party and got fairly drunk and was doing like spinny uh like western guy gun tricks, and he shot himself in the jaw <laughs> so he, he got retired from dare. And if I recall correctly, got retired from the police force because of that.
4: I mean, listen,
0: spinning Western tricks are fucking really neat.
8: Okay. Yeah, and yeah. if I had
0: a gun, I might want to be one of those trick shooter guys that, that do the spinning <laughs> tricks and then like, wing, 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 you know what I mean? That's fun. That's yeah. Hey, I'm all for it. But, uh, this guy, first of all, I would think that if you had the safety on, this wouldn't be able to happen. Right? Like, the on your gun. Right. If the safety's on, the trigger can't be pulled. (laughs) But also, like, he's a cop. And, like we know that they're irresponsible with their guns, but we also know that they're like <laughs> guys that will put on a show for you to be like, you know, hey, you gotta be responsible if you have a have a gun. Or uh, somebody can get hurt. I, I disagree. You don't think they say that? No. I don't think they're trying to put on a show. I think that they're the special kind of person that they believe that they can horse around with it because they take it so seriously. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean I like that version better than than mine like where it's just like, like I know what I'm doing. I'm 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 having fun. Like I play with guns all fucking day. I'm a cop. I can twirl it around at this wedding. It's fine. Yeah. Oh my god. If it was at a wedding I mean, he ruined the party, which cats yeah, do kidding. anyway, but think about the party. Seen him getting shot in the fucking jaw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, what a bummer. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Fuck,
0: man. It's a party foul. No, we gotta I go to the say. hospital. Yeah. You really did a party foul, sir. We were trying to get together and have a cookout with with the friends and family, and now you shot your jaw off doing Western tricks. No one needed a Wild West sideshow. We didn't call for, like, Annie Oakley shit around here. I love that. Dare officers. Party foul. Like, yeah, I would just kick his ass out. Throw him to the curb. Like, keep it popping. Yeah, like, just keep call 911 and, like, yeah, throw th- him out the front door. Like, don't, I, I can't think, do Don't anything. let the record scratch on that. Right. Fuck you, that guy, man. What What do I know? Surgery or something? <laughs> yeah, like exactly. I know, reattach a mandible <laughs> at fucking two in the morning? Yeah, what kind of guy do you think I am? I don't know anything. I'll call the ambulance we'll toss you out on the front porch and boom, you're all fucking set up. Hey, give us a call when you can talk again, is what yeah. I would say. Yeah, call me when you can. Yeah, <laughs> call me when you can. Hey, we'll get back together. Just... You know, maybe, maybe, maybe if I'm throwing a party, I go visit them in the hospital. Oh, yeah. Or, hey, sorry, I was having, I got, I'm i the best at parties. I was having too much fun. You know, the atmospheres I create, people just, like you, take it too far. You just don't have the chill in you, so you shot yourself in the face (laughs) playing too much. Also, think about this scenario real quick. What if this guy was a plus one? (sighs) (laughs) So <laughs> oh no my dude <laughs> oh no shows up at a party Nobody fucking knows him. He's just trying to impress everybody at the party, which by the way, most normal, normy type people, a cop could just impress him with them with some cop stories. Right. You know, it's like, oh, I did this, I did that. And they're all like, wow, that's very interesting and cool what you did. But he fucking had to go the extra mile and do some fucking tricks and stuff like that. It's just what a great, great fucking story i love it yeah if he's a plus one oh i would love to interview him about that hey were you a plus one at this party did you ruin somebody's party you didn't even know humiliating sir that's humiliating they probably call because they don't even know who he was they probably just called him what's his face they're yeah. like, well, remember What's-His-Face when he blasted it off? Oh, God, yeah, <laughs> when they talk about it now. Hey, we were at a party. I had a party one time, and this fucking, my buddy, um... At a buddy wedding, this not fucking, a party, a wedding. Yeah, at a wedding, and my buddy brought this guy with him, and he ended up shooting himself in a jaw on accident. Yep. What a crazy wedding story. Yeah. You can't... Man... He really ruined those people's wedding. He did. a great (laughs) story. They had to do a do-over. Their 50th will be huge, but I doubt they make it. I don't know. If me and Katie had a big wedding with a party and a guy accidentally like was it, first of all he's doing gun tricks where you're like oh that's tight Yeah that is cool tricks. You get known as like the wedding that had gun tricks though. it's like it kind of is a next level thing I know you you It's talk a good it's a, a it is actually it's a good sacrifice so, yeah, it was, like a cop died and you have a cool story or yeah that's cool It was mangled. Well, He didn't even die. He was mangled. Yeah. He and you're bummed out. You're No, I'm you're, a, No, I'm saying you're bummed out that day. Right? You're like, "Um, ah, you know. That seems tragic. We're not going to be able to do the electric slide. Yeah, But
2: he lived.
0: (laughs) And you also were at a wedding where someone was playing too much with guns. Yeah. Because a lot of parties don't go that far. No, I don't. I've only been to maybe one or two parties where there was a gun. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, you know, that's... Not playing with them, though. Playing with no. them. Is, I've never seen anybody play with a gun. Only a police officer. I've never seen it. I've been a lot of guns. I've seen a lot of concealed carries. And the the right thing to do is to never touch it. I agree, man. I don't think I've ever seen somebody play with a gun in my life. Like Like, goof off with a gun. And I've hung out with some pretty fucking irresponsible people. And with guns, I've seen in my life. And yeah. I, I, I mean, I guess we're saying specifically why I've seen lots of there people that buy guns. Yeah, a lot of them also are too too immature to own them. Yeah, because yeah. I've seen a lot of bad stuff with guns. But they don't goof. They don't twirling it on the fingers. Yeah, and also not doing do. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So at a party is not acceptable. Yes, I agree. I agree. Don't <laughs> hey. Listeners out there, don't twirl your gun like a western side show at a party, okay? It's not good. We can agree (laughs) on that. I highly think it's the wrong decision, okay? Horse other times, I mean, who knows? Sometimes it's fun to horse around with guns. Dude, if you're at home, you can horse around with that gun all day and all night. If you're home alone, just whatever, man. You shoot holes in your ceiling, you get up in the ceiling, not... Over to the side, but yeah, yeah, you can do whatever the fuck you want when you're at home alone, but uh-huh. don't do it at a party. That is serious party foul shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeff Wood, thanks for calling and for everything you do hey, for thank us. You. Yeah, have a good night. Peace.
1: Hey. You do
0: you. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's very funny. That was. The best dare story maybe? One of the best cause most of the best dare stories where the cop gets in trouble, it's for Yeah, you know, predators. <laughs> right. You know, So yeah. uh uh Yeah. Let's uh get another call in. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight?
7: Hey, it's Adrian. Um I'm in to
0: Washington.
7: What's um, up? Um I just wanted Huh? What's up? Stop. <laughs> Um, I just wanted to call in like uh thank you for the last He O'Brien episode that was uh <laughs> that was kind of amazing. um it made me kind of feel like a fucking freak though like
0: yeah, that's good. One of
7: those people on the, uh-
0: that is yeah. the the best part of it <laughs> like is that you do feel like you're very well accomplished.
7: Yes, exactly. Like, <laughs> the people on, on Real Sex is like, this is just normal shit these people are talking about. Um, but um, anyway, so um, I also want to talk about... Uh, <laughs> I have a friend who is convinced he, uh, that I had a part in making my local Walmart up their security because um, I stole so much shit from there. Nice. Um, it was, like a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like a few years ago, um, like right after my ex left me, we don't have to go into that, but, um, I was just like fucking bored. I had nothing to do. I was unemployed. And, um, there's not a lot of places out here to go to, um, buy shit. And so Walmart was one of the places. I fucking hate that place. I actually service them now in my current job. But, uh, <laughs> I, found out one day that there was like an item that I could lift part of the box up and like just throw a bunch of makeup into. And then I went to the self checkout and just scanned it right on through.
1: Oh, and,
7: um,
0: so like an actual, so like a, a product with a box that had extra room in it. And then you could just drop what I call this is the Lowe's garbage can trick. Right. You, you go to Lowe's, <laughs> well, you get a garbage can, you throw a bunch of shit in it. And then I, that's, di- I think it's, I would say it's a little bit different in that like the garbage can is obvious and they train you to look for that kind of thing. Um, if you did have a product with a loose box top, I could see that being way more advantageous because they're like, it's got tape on it. It's sealed. You makeup know? is like one of, I know this, like, because I I worked at Kroger for a period, and and the two things that get stolen the most are in the first first one's sad baby formula, but the second one is makeup. Yeah, and uh, uh, be, I get and I know at CVS they have a huge problem with makeup getting stolen, and it's like I guess because it's small and expensive. And uh mm-hmm. yeah, they're required to have most women are required to have it to have any success in this world. True. True. It is men expect <laughs> them to always be wearing it. That's true. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I uh I mean I would say uh, I I don't want to overset my balance here, but I think it's a woman tax on C V S in that like no one's gonna buy this twenty-two dollar concealer. Like you put it here and we will pay for like pirate's booty and we'll pay for uh bamboo toilet paper but I'm taking this out with me <laughs> and you're not going to say anything you're not going to stop me yeah. but yeah I, I don't think anybody I can't imagine ever paying for it and that's what they say about Walmart anyway is that like it's extremely easy to steal from because it's not it's an enormous building with not very many loss pre- prevention people and most of the employees don't give a shit yeah, I mean, I used to rip off Walmart rip considerably off. on c- all kinds of video games and everything. Like, it would just, we did it as, like, it would be funny. We, we thought it was, like, a funny joke at how much we could steal. And we would, like, throw stuff away. We just would be, it would just. <laughs> steal it and throw it in the trash. Yeah, because we could. Yeah, because it's just a funny gag. We're just going to yeah. steal this. These okay? stupid asses didn't even realize we stole everything and walked out. Yeah. So did they add security <laughs> to the makeup aisle?
7: Yeah, so shortly after I had run through there for a few weeks, once in a while, just like picking up this particular item that actually was on clearance, so it was only like five bucks, and I put like 50 bucks worth of makeup in there. Um, like I don't know what a month later, um, I go in there and they've got the whole makeup area kind of enclosed so that there's only one entrance and one exit to the place. And they have a um, an employee, at least one employee there at all times with a register, and they force you to either put it in a security box or pay for it before you leave. Wow. They do that at um, Target, too. So, wow. <laughs> Yeah. So, like, um, I went home one day, and I kind of counted up all the shit I had stolen, and it was about $1,000 worth of makeup that I had nice. taken out of there. Um I was too that's probably a lot that they would have noticed. Uh, so they also added a bunch of security cameras with like the the fucking screens that show you that, oh, we're watching you, whatever the fuck. Yeah, that's um, bullshit. Yeah, I and, believe. Uh, I ended, yeah, so I ended up keeping some of it. I sent some of it to some of my friends and then sent some of it to I can't remember exactly which one, but it was an LGBTQ um, charity um, where they take They'll take your, you know, unused makeup, and you know, especially yeah. for trans femme, um, you know. How fucking and how fucking? So,
0: um, how did, how good did you feel after you like that feeling of like, oh my god, I just discovered a new way to steal. And then you're just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this all the fucking time. What, like, what made you quit? Was it just like the new security or did you just want to be like, I'm gonna quit while I'm ahead
7: here? <laughs> <laughs> um, the item that they had sold that was extremely easy to steal stuff with, um, they kind of ran out of and it was not a recurring item. It was kind of like a seasonal thing. So I kind of had quit then, and then shortly thereafter, they had up their security, and I was like, yeah, fuck it. I've already gotten more shit than I could ever use. So, um, you know, I'm going to distribute it at least.
0: Yeah. yeah, I have to <laughs> say,
7: um,
0: I've, uh, like, I've been to flea markets in Columbus, Dallas, and uh, D.C., and every single one I've been to, there's always a table of makeup. And it's just like 50% off whatever the price tag is. Like, it's all, it's just all boosted <laughs> and it's 50, it's half price. It's a good deal.
1: So, yeah.
7: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, half that shit is probably stolen and then the other half is probably just like surplus.
0: I think it's all stolen. But,
7: um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I, I i i to me it seemed all stolen because it's just an easy way to make money, yeah, that's what I mean the cops say that too, like a twenty dollar tube of of paste, yeah, yeah, when I was in college, uh I did a sociology of deviance class as part well, I did a bunch of them, but uh in that class, they talked about like that's what happens with when people steal a ton of shit they take it to the flea market and just sell it. I mean, that's what we were saying with the uh, laundry detergent that people were boosting, which is very cool. Same thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is cool. I'm glad you didn't end up getting busted. That is the happy ending.
7: Yeah. There. I, and I did, I this is going to sound really shitty, but I had a plan for, like, if they did, like, kind of try and bust me. Um, I was, I was going to try and pull the whole, like, oh man, I, you know, like I forgot that I had just kind of thrown that shit in the card and I had a whole plan for that, which is is fucking shitty because it's kind of a white woman thing, (sighs) but I did have a plan, but no, I never got busted.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. that's so cool. Yeah. I mean, all you have to do, I think that more than anything is, uh, you have to be ready to do a performance. Like you're gonna risk it, and then you're mm-hmm. the only parachute you have is how much of a performance you can do to convince them to let you go. Yeah, to not get the cops involved, so that you can like sometimes they'll just be like leave and don't come back. Yeah, and then it's like okay, that's a it's a good deal. It's big yeah, that's I'll a go big work wind. the west side of town now. Yeah, there's other Walmart. Yeah, <laughs> <I go> to <laughs> <town>. it's fine.
7: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and now I work a job where I actually have to. Uh, service that store so it's kind of uh, it's kind of fun okay, how much anyways, does but, how how yeah, tempted
0: how tempted do you get like man i i could steal some makeup right now
7: <laughs> <laughs> once in a while okay once in a while i do get that idea but they are pretty like anal about that whole that particular section now um which is funny to me because it's been a couple years since I've been through there, but, uh, usually I'm, I'm kind of busy with work trying to deal with their bullshit. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for calling in. Yeah. Appreciate it.
7: Well, thank you guys. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Have a good night.
7: You too. Bye-bye.
0: Bye. Yeah, it's that's a really good story because it shows somebody making the right decision to get out. Yeah. Before they, or just, or it's like, there's a, there's this item. And if I go to the Walmart, I can stuff makeup into this item. And then when that item disappears, you're just like, it's over. You don't like try to force it into something else. You just run with like the opportunity as you got it. Yeah. Yeah. That's You should always do that. Uh, uh, quit while you're ahead. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight?
3: Hey, what's up? It's Rubber Fingers.
0: What's up, Rubber Fingers? How's it going?
3: It's going great. Thanks. Um, loving the show. I called uh, maybe like a month ago, and I talked about the uh, YouTuber's Union FairTube. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. How's uh, that going? Yeah. Uh I don't know. I just uh you know, I, I still think about it, but no, I uh was thinking about talking about something else tonight. Oh for. It. Uh and the caller a while ago t- who mentioned the cop that shot himself in the face. I thought that was hilarious and uh, it got <laughs> it kind of is related to the thing Pretty funny. Or I have another topic about cops that uh is related to the thing I planned on talking about. Cool. Um You guys know the uh thin blue line? flags, right? The stick cop uh, supporting flags that are like black and white with one blue line, right? Yes, or, yes. Absolutely. Okay. When I was in school and stuff and they were teaching us about the flag, I remember hearing that the color red on the flag represents like fallen soldiers from either the Revolutionary War and I guess by continuation all, all fallen soldiers. US soldiers, right?
0: Yeah, I I it so, might I don't actually remember yeah. what the colors on the flag symbolize, but I'm going to look that up. That oh. sounds like evangelical as hell. It sounds like the red represented his blood type shit. Yeah. Um, I thought it was like 13 well, colonies. No, that's the stars. Oh, you're right. No, it is. It is. <laughs> the red and white are 13 for 13 colonies, I
3: believe,
0: but I'm looking. Right. I will know in
3: a no, wait, minute. No. Yeah. So I just think it's hilarious that these people who are so, you know quote unquote patriotic are really disrespecting the flag and the troops by taking the sacred color red off of our flag.
0: It red stands for and- Red stands for uh, Hardness and Valor. <laughs> hardness? hard. Did you know what color a dog's penis is when it... <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's where they got it. Hard. Yeah. Hardness. Red rocket dick. Dog dick hard. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking flag is... We got red on here for my hardness. I saw a hard
3: thing. And then Valor. Uh, 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 which I like right. to see Our it. fortitude. Okay, well, maybe not the... Uh- Blood of fallen soldiers. Maybe that was just my deranged elementary school teacher.
0: No, I believe um, it. I mean, that sounds but, perfectly acceptable in something like any American school system would indoctrinate you with. Like, I don't don't say it too loud because they're going to run with that <laughs> in Florida.
1: <laughs>
3: right. Well, now this, but this next thing I did look up. Um, do you know why cops wear the color blue?
0: I I don't know. Because it's a boy color.
1: Uh,
3: I did double check this. Uh, this is, they wear blue because after the civil war, uh, the union uniforms became the first police uniforms. So that police blue is union blue. Oh, So I find it hilarious that all these big, ugly pickup trucks that have a thin blue line sticker right next to a Trump sticker or a Confederate flag sticker don't realize they're ripping uh union blue oh
0: they're but just that's trying not exact, to, that wasn't they're just trying yeah. to have something racist on their car they 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 i don't even know if they care as much about the american flag as they do about just getting something racist on their car yeah as fast as possible right
3: <laughs> and i think it's also just a signal to say hey cops don't pull me over you know let me speed and let me do stupid shit and don't pull me over because i whatever i'm willing to genuflect to your power
0: yeah i know it stinks because it's it's the back in the day you know people used to say you get a fraternal order of police sticker and put it on your car and then the cops won't pull you Mm -hmm. over but then you got a fraternal order of the police sticker on your car or the thin blue line Mm flag on your car you know that's where the problem comes in yeah. Which, by well, the way, Thin anyways. Blue Line was a fucking documentary about corrupt cops too. So that's a little thing too. Yeah, they don't care; they get away with they want. You can't you can't beat them in any sort of logical fallacies or hypocrisy. True, you true. just have to beat them over the head with a mm-hmm. pipe. Yeah,
3: right. Well, uh, the real reason I was calling um, is, uh, and I hope you guys don't mind if I do a little self-promotion. Not Uh, at all. I do do a podcast. Do you? Uh, I do. It's called user's guide to article five. And uh, we talk about amendments and it's all about things that need to change in the constitution basically. And uh, today we did a episode and we kind of outlined five things that are sort of our hobby horses that we, we always come back to. Okay. Uh, and one of them, the big one for me is amending the 13th amendment, uh, because it has that section that makes it okay to have slavery in the United States, as long as it's a punishment for a, con- a crime that's convicted in court.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is one of the bad ones Right. for sure. I don't right. know all the amendments, uh, And every time I've ever thought about like what I would put in the constitution, I just am like, I don't know, like, uh, no racism. Like, can we get a no racism (laughs) amendment or like a, a no, well,
1: see
3: that would (laughs) contradict freedom of speech. So you might have problems there. I mean,
0: I'm against that freedom. Mine would be uh, no constitution.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. I was actually uh, well, was talking to Brian sounds, about this earlier. Um I was on Instagram, and I wanted to make a joke video, and I looked for filters, and I typed in MAGA, and there were zero MAGA filters. And I was trying to f- figure out how I felt about that, because I wanted to do a funny video. But then... I was like, do I want them to be silenced? And ultimately, I do. Like, I feel like they're gross, disgusting people, and Mm -hmm. I don't think everyone deserves to have freedom of speech. And I think a lot of people should be squashed out in a way.
3: Well, but that's a private company, so that's totally different. Like, Instagram should definitely take
0: government could do some work, too. Government could throw people in camps and
1: shit. (laughs)
0: Good point, good point, Brett. I think we're losing you, buddy. Can't hello? We can't hear you.
3: Sorry, I lost you for a second, say again? Oh. oh,
0: okay. Yeah, we hear you now. We weren't hearing you well, so okay. uh, yeah.
3: Sorry, I did something there. What? What'd you say?
0: Uh, nothing. Just nothing really. Uh.
3: Okay. Well. uh here, here would be my amendment. Well, one one would uh, definitely be amend the 13th Amendment to hashtag strike between the commas, which would just eliminate that part about uh, the exemption for prisoners. Um, but I think you could easily do uh, an amendment to um, uh, basically to abolish the prohibition on cannabis. I think that's a cut and dry amendment. There shall be no prohibition on cannabis. And I think you could get enough states to ratify that. Um, also, prostitution. I think that's one that makes sense. It'd be tougher to sell, you know, to get it actually proposed and ratified. But uh, legalized prostitution, um, or or really, it'd be you know there shall be no prohibition on prostitution because I think it's always easier to sell these things if it's if it's like a negative. That's what the right wing always does. They're always saying no. No this or no that you know no abortion no gay marriage what have you and if you phrase it in the sense of like no prohibition on cannabis it just makes the default that cannabis is legal yeah, so anyways, yeah, the
0: here's are where are it makes me nervous you. here's here's where it makes me nervous is uh uh the right always wins these things so what we would end up with is flag burning amendments <laughs> and shit like that where it's like god dang it ah dang it we thought we were going to fix it but we can't we can't
3: well the beautiful thing about article 5 and that's really the point of our podcast is that 13 states can block any amendment so if there's something that's that's not universally popular it only takes one chamber in the legislature of 13 states to block any amendment. So uh, again, there's back to my list of five things. There's of like action items that we're trying to push on the show. Uh, There's this thing called the Corwin amendment that was proposed before the civil war that was uh, actually trying to preemptively uh, block abolition. They were trying to, make it so no one could pass an an abolition amendment because they were trying to um, stop a civil war from happening. And that Corwin amendment is still on the books. That could actually still be ratified uh, if enough states passed uh, ratification. And um, currently there's three that um, that have ratified it. Ohio actually ratified it, but then repealed their ratification of it. So you guys are good. I Um, think that's what about Illinois, Rhode Island? How about you ratify this quarter pipe?
0: Ratify, do some rad shit in like a quarter pipe instead. Ratify, rat. Rat. (laughs) You smart Alec? Yeah, yeah.
3: (laughs) Well, uh, so yeah, there's actually uh, white supremacists online who are trying to get that one to get passed, and then the other amendment is that, and then uh, you know. I'll finish my plug for this, uh, user's guide article five, but there's a, another amendment called the congressional apportionment amendment that mm-hmm. is still on the books waiting for states to ratify it. It actually was one of the original 12 amendments that were the bill of rights that, uh, they only, they only ratified 10 to make the bill of rights. The other one became the 27th amendment, which is the one where Congress can't vote to give themselves pay raises. And that one took 203 years to ratify. It happened in 1992. Mm. Um, And then the other one that's still on the books waiting for ratification is the Congressional Apportionment Amendment that would make it so every district for House of Representatives would be no more than 50,000 people. Mm. And so that would, you know, radically change the country. It it would make it so there there would I mean, it'd be kind of crazy because there would be like. 6,000 and change representatives instead of 430.
0: Uh, Yeah. But see, what I've been thinking is like, everybody is a senator and (laughs) everybody Mm -hmm. is in the House of Representatives. We just fucking fight it out. You know what I mean? We have just conversations about fixing stuff. But also, you know, we could ratify some amendments too. I'd be, I mean, Ambivalent about it, uh, but if they were good, I'd be like, when they got passed, like, oh, oh my, well, a good thing happened. No, you wouldn't <laughs> ever. I know.
3: Nothing right. the United States Constitution could accomplish would be good.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. I think it would just
3: be. Like, well, you sound like Mike. You sound like uh, the person I do the show with, Pagan Communist. She is very anti, well, not anti-constitution. Well, yeah, no, she's anti-constitution. No, I, yeah, me she too. She shits on the Constitution all the time. Me too, bro. Yeah, we and, we hate it. Uh, I I'm a little more. I I actually think it's still savable. It is. It it's pretty bad, but it it is still the cutting edge of what can be done. for a tri society. We
0: could fix. We could do something all different. Playing a five. <laughs> <laughs> wearing pantaloons. Yeah. That's well, outdated only fuck. Right, well, and and it's called a user's guide to Article Five. Yeah.
3: That's the show. All yeah, right. And the
0: fir- I got. Yeah, you're the first one to get it through. But anybody else that's going to do like a pitch for their show, you got to send us like 150. dollars Like you. to do an advertisement on this show, <laughs> you got to like pay for that. Like personally send me. Yeah, the, you got to uh, uh, other. It's money. okay, buddy. It's okay. Brett's just being a ballbuster. But have a good night. Well, shit, it was good to hear I've been. From you. Uh, Too much. You talk too much. (laughs) All right. Thanks for calling. Yeah. That no, I mean, we hate the constitution and no one gives a fuck about changing this. Like, I agree. It's not going to happen. I'm just trying to be nice. Sounds interesting, uh, but too long winded. And once again, seriously. If you call in to talk about your podcast, $200 is enough. And then I get 100 on 100 100 piece. 100 to okay. me, 100 to you. We get it. We're not going to throw yep. it back in the And business. you can talk about your podcast for five minutes. Six minutes, I'll say. Okay. Just because I'm a good, I'm a nice one. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight?
6: Hey, what's up, guys? Hey. I didn't think I would get on.
0: You're on. You are on.
6: All
1: last, right.
6: Oh, one awesome.
0: No, well, last call.
6: I just started listening to your guys' podcast um, this past week, and I love what I'm hearing and going back through old episodes. So, yeah. I'm, that's why nice. I'm surprised that I got on on my first call-in.
1: Nice. But,
6: um, yeah. So well, thanks for I, being here. Back to that last caller in the beginning talking about, you know, Thin blue line uh, decals and everything like that. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, they don't they don't care about any logical fallacy. Like, uh, three percent decals are just like the first time I saw one, like three or four years ago. It was one of those, you know, little like two, three inch decals stuck in like the corner of the window, so that you know maybe trying to hide it. Who knows? But. Once, once you know the person who agrees with them to give them a little head nod type of thing when they're driving by, like, yeah, I'm a racist too, you know. Yep. But now, like, they are they are not hiding it anymore. <laughs> like this, just this summer alone, I've seen two of those three percenter decals, and they are full full back window of of pickup trucks. It, it is not. Not hidden one bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It It is just... Uh, all of those sorts of things are just like... I'm just trying to show that I don't like... I mean, I'll be charitable this time. Instead of saying racist, that I hate liberals and leftists. is really probably in their mind what they actually think they're saying. You know, but... You know, they're probably also no in some. No, they don't. They don't. They know that like every they they know they disagree with every single sentiment and Black Lives Matter. Right. But they don't think that reflects on them being racist. They don't like they don't even like draw the line to the two things. They just think they're being pro cop. Well, and that's what it is. Well, yeah. And I mean, I even, yeah, I talked about this a little bit on a radio free tote bag with like uh, how I raise my kid in that, like, I'm not shielding her from like ugly ideas. I'm not shielding her from like MAGA or, or racism and any of that, the all lives matter, any of that shit. Like, I'm not, I, I, I don't mind if she hears that ugly kind of stuff because I'm teaching her how to think for herself and how to find a a way in the world. And I know that like under harsh scrutiny, none of that stuff works unless you're like intentionally ignorant and a belligerent person, unless you, unless you deny the, 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 uh, the, unless you deny the viewpoints of other people, unless you just are going to be a big fat baby that screams and yells and doesn't, accept any new information, like you, you would never believe any of that blue lives matter shit. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. The rest of it. I mean, and that's how it worked with my kid was just like, she comes home from school and she says, this is what we learned. And then I say, okay, that's like, not the only way to think about it. There are other ways to think about it. That's how I framed my propaganda. I'm her dad. I'm allowed to feed her propaganda. That's another thing people don't think about. You're allowed to do that. Hey, parents are allowed to be like, oh, you believe in Jesus to their kid, and then their kid just has to believe in Jesus. Same fucking thing. Uh, I I think, like, for me, it's, it's very much you say, this is the other way to look at this thing. And they will then come to the right conclusions about other things later. And yeah. that to me, that's been the most rewarding thing to me. I mean, I never told my daughter like, you're not allowed to be racist. Right. I. I I never just obvious, yeah. And now she's like a hundred percent, she's in the anti racist group at school, right? She's telling me this on the way home. She's like, Yeah, I'm in the uh, when I joined the anti racist group at school. I thought maybe we would be going by the boy's house in school to use the N word and just uh, doing crime to it, throttling him.
1: You can't do that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a different... That's an underground gang. Yeah, you need to start a crew if yeah. you want to do that. But, hey, you know, I'm into it. Headbashers gang. But, yeah, I just don't... I I am not the type of dude that, like, is trying to tell anybody how to think. But I am trying to, like, have a dialogue with people so that they understand how I think. And I can understand how they think. And then, hopefully, like, the smart people are going to come over here. Okay? Those other people? We slaughter them. Exactly. Thank you for saying it. I didn't want to have to say it out loud. I'm going hardcore this time around.
4: (laughs) This just calling.
6: Oh, I mean, and it's just so... It's so hard, too, because, like... I'm sure you've thought of the hypothetical of, like... What if my daughter does turn into a racist or whatever? Like, how do I handle that how do i handle my kid going down that path because i don't exactly want to be jovial about it
0: (laughs) not a possibility no one would ever get that way unless they were trained to be it unless they were taught that way i don't think that i would she would come into it as like a fad or anything i don't even consider it yeah yeah, it, it's not gonna happen. It's it's one it, Maybe it is, Republican because she wants to be bougie, but I doubt that even if it was Republican, That's, it would I guess that is just racist. be if it was Republican, it would just be sort of Rebellious. Rebellious to you and your her mom. That's all it would be. I mean, for me, I had worried about that, but uh I, I just don't think it doesn't worry me. None of that stuff worries me. If she becomes a Republican once she's out of my purview. Yeah. The fuck you want me to do about it? I can't do it. If she strikes it rich and gets, and things are easy and capitalism works for her, I'm probably not going to convince her not to be a Republican. (laughs) I mean, I went through hell and I did that so that she doesn't have to go through hell. And that might backfire, to be honest. She might just get, I might hand her off into an easy position of streamer and then she does it and it happens. And then she thinks anyone can do it yeah absolutely that would be my nightmare hello
6: yeah and i mean like i i probably only think of it like the other way around where like it's a real thing that you know trans kids like get kicked out of their home for being trans and like so i don't know that's that's just the way that my my work sometimes and i don't have kids yet so that'll be a thing to keep yeah. thinking about,
0: but even think it.
6: Um, I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess like one thing that I was kind of on my mind, but like I mentioned, you know, going back through uh, old episodes is that, um, you know, I hear, hear Brian bring up occasionally like, you know, workers at, at Target and um, just so happens that I work at Target myself. And I don't know if you guys have ever had anybody on before that. Has worked.
0: Yeah, there, we have lots of Target people calling. Okay, we're real in. deal Holy Field over here. One time a guy called we're better in than and talked Walmart. about uh, uh shitting all over Target. And yeah. Remember that guy? He was <laughs> shit all over the place. I no a customer shit, and they said to him to clean it up, and he said no, and then just walked out, was like, I don't make enough money to clean up shit. Or there was something like that. Great story. That i don't remember as well but um but uh yeah how i'll ask this uh how many hours a week are you working now
6: so i should clarify i do not work in the stores i actually work i work from home and i work um I, i just work from home i'll just say that just to not give Give too much information uh, away, but i I work a full time forty hours from home because it's much easier to do that than doing it in store.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would think so. i I would certainly think so. Well, at least, how often do you got to go
4: to the stores?
6: I mean, i I never have to to go for like work purposes. i I just happen to go, obviously, I got you know an employee discount and everything, so I'm there often and then, I actually also do I am like a, a gig worker as well too and I I do um shipped, which is through um target and other retailers so I'm there pretty often for gig work purposes as well when uh, I'm not I have read with target from, from
0: I I don't think I've ever been able to bring it to the show but uh uh man have I read some stuff about
3: shipped. <laughs>
1: I'm
0: <laughs> like, that is a bad one. That is, I mean, is that your experience doing it? Because I guess I'm telling somebody that's doing it, it's a bad one, which is not really the way you do that.
6: Like, you're, you're right, no doubt, because I think the issue is it doesn't get enough slack out there because the other people who I notice, and, like, I don't talk to too many people, while doing it that's that's the issue is like there there's a lot of issues with gig work it's so tough to like unionize because you're trying to you're like you're like out on an island and like yeah you do see other shoppers in the store but like a lot of them are going so quick and so fast and it's just like i want to interrupt them and like i i wouldn't want them to interrupt me either <laughs> trying to just like get in get out and not make it too long of an experience but like i i it's I'll say this: it's better than Instacart, but not by much. Okay. So I think you're right on that.
0: <laughs> low bar. Low bar. I think there's other. I-, I I. You know what? I'll have to find that story because I think our listeners would even be interested in it. i I'm going to go back through and look for that uh, for Wednesday because there is a, a there was a long piece in some site that I visit about shipped. And there were just issues with, like, the way the apps run with, like, timing stuff. There was, like, a lot of stuff about that where it was like, yeah, the money sucks, but also don't forget about all this
1: stuff, too. Yeah. That's really bad.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, how I, many I people are.
1: It how, also depends.
0: Are you. Let me ask you this. Oh, go ahead. Let me ask you this. I drove for Lyft years ago. Uh, for some reason, I didn't want to drive for Uber because I'd heard it was bad. So I picked Lyft and less people in Columbus used Lyft than Uber. So I didn't make as much money as I probably yeah, could. Lyft was for people that cared back in your day. That's true. That was what it was supposed to be. And uh, uh I mean, do you think that like shipped is 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 it like a popular app or like a lot of people using it because you don't ever hear somebody talking about a shipped order that they had
6: yeah i i think it's popular because target is the main um the main retailer that used it like we have other ones like High V, and then there's like some other local ones as well too that get involved with it. But it started out with Target, so I think they're very much synonymous. And I'm pretty sure Target owns Shift as well too, even though they work with yeah, other retailers as well. It's kind of weird that way, but um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say this: like doing it part time is fine. It's not a big deal. I make decent money doing it. Um, but if you're doing it full time, like, and you run into issues, it can just cause like a ton of problems. And I think it really, like any other type of gig work, it got really exacerbated last year. And I, I do remember seeing an article talking about like different locales. Like, I think it was like Grand Rapids, Michigan, which, you know, not too far from Columbus or at least a little bit closer to there, like. They were interviewing people and they were just getting like, you know, six, seven bucks per trip for 50, 60 item orders. And it was just awful. And it just changed like all of a sudden. And it's like, there's not less demand and it's, (laughs) there's no, like it, they, they had to hire on so many more people last year that now it's like, it's almost kind of like Amazon drivers a couple years ago where it's like you'd have to wake up at like 5, 6 a.m. to be claiming orders and it, you're just like glued to your phone trying to get work. <laughs> Yeah. If you're doing it full time.
0: That's what I hated about doing lift full time, really, was that like you're glued to your phone. You sit down for dinner, you gotta go. Yeah. If you don't turn it off. And then sometimes, you know, I'd be out for an hour without a job, and I'd be like, well, fuck it, must be slow. I'll just go home and eat. And then the second I sat down, it was like bloop, and it was like, oh, great. But uh Hey, it's that welcome to the street fight. We see, we call it a family around here. We kind of, we always have, we always have called it a family. This is, this place is more like a family than a podcast. Yeah. So welcome to the family. Uh, uh, thanks for calling in.
6: Hey, thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate being a part of the family. Now you guys take care.
0: Have a good night. Dog. Seriously, since you just said it, these Fast and the Furious memes are so frustrating to me. Absolutely infuriating to see like blue check New York City motherfuckers sharing a jovial Vin Diesel meme. Because ever since Fast Five, we've been talking about them and we've been proselytizing for them We've been telling everybody it's like the multicultural experience that you want from big movies, yeah, and it's nine, and now finally big culture, mainstream culture, now it's finally okay with fast nine to say, these are fun, and I like these yeah because other because one through eight. NPR people, New York Times people, they looked down their motherfucking reading glasses at us. Yeah. Five is the best one. I mean, five is just good shit. So and and it was I a great love- reboot. Yeah, it's the best. But uh that is. But also but see what I'm gonna say. In this week also, I also saw somebody saying, like, so now now that people are uh, reviewing, like reinterpreting new metal, are we going to consider Limp Biscuit in a new light? Yep. I also saw someone say something about Giant Tree Theory, where like the mountains of Earth, the giant mountains of Earth, are actually were <laughs> huge trees. Yeah. We talked about that like six or seven years ago. Yeah. Everything that we do, we're just too early on it. I know. Like no one wants. People think we're crazy. People think that like. It's just too new, and we—I've never been late to the party. I mean, that's where all the money's at. Yeah, everybody that's late, to the, late to the party is doing the best. We need to be late. Let's. Everybody that shows up in the seventh inning rally. They are making six figures a year. Yeah, well, that's what happens, man. That's the world we live in. And, it- uh, talk to the Velvet Underground about it. And also, just something else to say: I did. I I didn't want to attack the the constitutional podcaster too much because I feel like we brought that upon ourselves because we celebrated the 4th of July when we should have done the show instead. And now we have this liberal ass constitutional American shit comes in, but I want you to know, and I want to re uh, I want to like reinvigorate our anti-American attitude and say that we will never be interested in reforming the constitution or changing things through government. Uh, because we've too far beyond that. And that's not what we're here for. We're for the next level shit. Um, not the, the going to school to take it down from the inside. That's been a failure for 30 years now. And we've heard it. So, uh, we're ready for the next level. Step it up shit, not like Instagram it shit. So don't fix it. Don't fix it.
1: Fuck it. Uh, we are Street Fight Radio. We'll see you on Wednesday. Peace.